0: With my kids so they can Love, smile. Hope, baby. It's so cool, wow. away. for
1: my girl be patient, stay loyal and hold it down. I just do wanna take
0: in my moment and make them I wanna see I wanna see that for my kids so they can
1: I've been on the road,
0: I was gone for, gone for I'm trying to come up all the years I was down I just want to take a
2: moment and
1: make a proud I want to be, I want to be I've
2: been, I've been on the
1: road doing shows for a while Told my girl be patient, stay loyal and hold it down I've
0: been on the road, I was gone for, gone for I've
1: been on the road, I was gone for, gone for
0: I've been on r I've been on the road, I would go,
3: go, pull. When you think about your radio, this oh, oh, oh. We got it on lock with classic hip hop and RB. We taking you back in the day. What you back? 24-7 on your radio. LL Cool J. Nice <laughs> Lauren Hill. No PO
0: Double G. Doctor, Dr. Trey. J Z. Mary J. Blige,
3: No source B-I-C, This is Chucy K one hundred. Uh, Stop down Jackson I am for real Turn us up now we are you popping orange I mean is another exclusive interview on k 100 Radio Oh yeah yeah.
2: What
3: up? You are tuned to the K100 Radio. Hip yes, yes, yes. R&B.
2: You know where you at. K100, you bad one. Let's bad. get it. K100 Radio, I'm your host, Lizzie. Thanks for tuning in to the show. Uh, I'm happy to be here. you happy to be here. I hope so. 347-934-0966. But, of course, you may want to jump on our social feeds for this one and check out this commentary. We're, we're back for the first MICC Music Industry Conference called of 2018, man. Uh, it's going to be a great show. Uh, this is going to be a, a, a special producer's, uh edition. Uh, we got a great lineup of guests, man. Right now, I'm going to bring my co-host for the day over uh, the creator of the music industry uh, Crash Course, who brought this idea to me for us to do this whole music industry uh, empowerment and uh, teaching uh, segment over here at Cable 100 Radio. Uh, the homie Mugs a Million. Mugs, what's going on, bro? What's happening? What up?
4: What up with your blazin', everybody, man? K100, everybody, tuning in, man. What it do? What it do?
2: What's going on, homie?
4: All right, man, you man. Got it, bro.
2: So let's go ahead and get into it, man. We got our first MICC Music Industry Conference call of the year, man. And like I said, we setting off with the producers. The producers had a had a had a, a little bit of tad of controversy uh, going on around the uh, end of the year, beginning of the year, with a couple of producers airing out some of the labels, and they just sparked me to say, you know what, we've never had an All Producers uh, edition of the MICC, so I said, why not start 2018 off with that, you dig, you know what I'm saying, welcome everybody on Instagram Live, Facebook Live, what's happening with y'all, man, checking in over here, Flint Tracks, what's going on, Robert Taylor, what's up, what's going on, everybody, checking in over there, what's happening, who's over here on Instagram Live, Miracle Ambition, who else, uh, Hood Rich, second inning, what's going on, man? Shout out to everybody that's watching right now. Man. So, Muggs, real quick, man, we got up, bro? about five minutes before we bring our first guest on, and I'm going I'm to run down who we got coming up real quick. Uh, but go ahead and say, right. uh, first of all, man, uh, right now, just so everybody understands that, you know, this, this, show, this show is very important to me and Muggs, and um, the homie's going through something personally right now. Uh, we want to say get well to his moms. Uh, She's She's going through something medical right now. So, first of all, he's there trying to handle that. And he's also trying to be on the show. So, first of all, I just want to stay on the air, man. I hope your moms get better, man. I know it's a lot. Yeah. But I'm still glad yeah. to pulled this man. So, we definitely rooting for her over there. You know what I'm saying? That's what's up, bro. Man,
4: appreciate it, man. Much love, man. Appreciate the support and the prayers. And, uh, yeah, man, you know, um, it's crazy the actual last MICC we did, man. I know people probably wondering what, what we've been, what took so long, what happened, you know what I'm saying? But the actual last conference call we did, um I was here in Nashville, and my mom's. went into a surgery, man, a kidney surgery. And, you know, long story short, man, stemmed from that. She ended up getting diagnosed with a stage 4 cancer, man. So that's, you know, what I've been dealing with and going through here, man. I actually just recently, um, you know, I'm using this platform, man, to really just try to be a testimonial to, man, the people, you know, that along with dreams come sacrifices, man, and come hardships that you have to deal with in your personal life. And, you know, like Blizzom said, man, you still have to, you know, try to find a way to find that balance, man, and keep pushing. Uh, so, you know, life kind of took a – through a curveball Let me, man. I swung for it, man, hopefully trying to hit it over the fence. Um, but, you know, I had to end up removing back to Nashville, man. So, I'm, you know, using this as my debut to let the world know, let my Atlanta peoples know, man, that, you know, I'm back in Nashville. I ain't turned my back on my peoples that I done built solid relationships with, like Blizzom and – you know, the K100 family, man, so, but I am back in Nashville, man, so all my Nashville people that might be tuning in that didn't know that officially, I'm back, and I'm bringing it all together, man, back and forth, um, I'll be back in Atlanta, actually, next month, man, for some recording and stuff, man, with my guy at, um, with Books and Street Smarts, man, project I'm working on, but we're gonna be at Corey studio, man, when I guess coming up, man, I guess that kind of leads to shouting out the guests, you know what I'm saying, we've been doing a lot of recording at Mad Studios, man, we got Corey Moe coming on as one of the special guests tonight, so shout out to him for being 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 and a part of that, along with the other guests lined up that about to run down, but yeah, man, I appreciate y'all prayers and support, everybody out there that's tuning in, man, I ain't in a position to check out the feeds right now, but I'm sure y'all are sending love, and I appreciate it, and uh, yeah, man, appreciate you, Blizzard for being understanding, bro, and Keeping Absolutely, me, you bro. know what I mean, on, on deck with the mic, man, and stuff like that, bro. So we here at 2018 to educate, motivate, and empower the people, man. Let's do it.
2: All right, man. Let's get into it, you dig? Of course, man. I hope your moms get well, man. And, of course, we're going to keep this thing okay. rocking, you dig? Absolutely. So I'm going to go ahead and read off this lineup to you guys, you dig? Yeah. Uh-huh. And it's mean, baby. Yeah. K100 Radio. We're live. The M.I.C.C. Music Industry Conference. It's called with my co-host, Mugs the Million Man, the producer's edition. Yes, uh,
4: sir.
2: Yeah. edition right here. Straight up, yo. All right, first of all, let me go ahead and tell everybody, if, just in case you was under a rock and you didn't know uh, who our guest was going to be today. Um, our first guest is going to be, we got DJ Monte. We got Willa Fool. We got uh, yeah. Casey Graham and Corey Moe. We got yeah. DJ Monte. We got Willa, uh, Willa Fool coming up at 835. Uh, Casey Graham yeah. coming up at 9. And at 925, we're going to uh, close it out with Corey Moe, all right? So yes, this, whole, this whole segment right here, bro, if you're a producer or you know anybody that, that, that's trying to get into the music industry and want to know about production and being a producer on a, on a, on a, on a, on a large scale, on a, on a very successful scale, uh, make sure that you guys uh, have them come over here, jump on the, uh, on the, on the call. Uh, you can download our free app. I have the link in all of the uh, posts, so you should be able to find it. If not, just go to k100radio.com. It's easy to find there. Send them over to the IG. Send them over to the Facebook live feed because we're going to get into it with the uh, producers, man. We're really going to chop it up with them and um, just really have a great conversation about being a producer on the level. All of these guys some, all these guys have got uh, hits with uh, people that you already know. Uh, some of them have uh, Grammy Awards, Grammy-nominated songs. You feel me? Platinum songs, Platinum plaques, Platinum plaques hanging over their spot. So everybody yeah. that we're bringing up today is uh, highly successful. They, they're doing their thing and they're grinding. So uh, we're all here to learn. That's what this particular segment about on K- segment is about on K100 Radio, the Music Industry Conference Call. It's about education. You feel me? It's not about grandstanding. It's about getting some information exactly. from people out here in the industry, really doing it and sharing it with our people and giving you guys a platform that anybody in the world can get. A lot of these stuff, a lot of stuff like this happens. We got South by Southwest coming up. A lot of people travel and go to panels and go to events and they have to go, you know, they have to get in their car, get on a plane, travel to get yeah. some of the same, we give out for free. On the MiCC, right
4: yeah,
2: yeah. Do you, it from the comfort, comfort of
4: your home. You feel me? Sitting right. in your car on your way to to pick up the kids or whatever you're doing. You feel me? Yeah. Check us out.
2: Absolutely, man. So uh, if you guys got any questions, feel free to post them inside the uh, Facebook live feed, or you can post them in the Instagram live feed. i do my best uh, to look at the questions that you guys pose in the uh, in the social media feed as well. I see Brandon, uh, DJ Brandon Dix. He got a question. Go ahead and post your question, bro. And we have a couple of my own. So our first one up is going to be DJ Monte. He's scheduled to be up in about two minutes here at eight ten. You feel what I'm saying? So we're gonna get with the yes, homie sir. in a minute. All right. Um, anything you want to? We we'll try to uh, hopefully DJ Monte's uh, hit that phone line ASAP. Is on is, is on deck. What you got? Uh, uh, mug? I mean, talk? like
4: you said, man. You kind of said it all, man. But you know, I just want to make sure people know the importance of what this platform is about, man, and the opportunity to soak up this free knowledge, man. Like people pay for a lot of different services in the music industry but one of them that's priceless man is the knowledge from people that don't experience the stuff you trying to we trying to actually experience one day too you know what i'm saying so yeah. for us to be giving away this much knowledge and wisdom and, and experiences man for free i just hope people taking heed to it and taking advantage of it man you know what i'm saying like we said we've been seeing a lot of you know, the, the exact point that sparked all this up, man, we're seeing the controversy that's going on about the labels and, and the producers and the payments and all of that, man. So these are guys that done swam through those situations. They probably done dodged them, may have had to even deal with them. You know, it can give you some real-life knowledge and game up on how to beat that system and to, you know what I'm saying, still become successful, man, even if you have to take those same – pitfalls or whatever on the way, man. You know what I'm saying? But these guys really done it, really doing it, and people can learn from them, man. I'm just looking forward to hearing and and scooping up some more knowledge from it myself, man. Even as a guru and an educator, we can always continue to learn and learn more, man. So that's what I'm here to do too, man. Soak up some game and knowledge myself, bro.
2: Absolutely, man. So, like, you know, and then some of the questions that we got posed, like, I want to spread it out. I got, like, some technical questions uh, to ask. We also have... Some questions specifically for each one of the guys. Let me see if this is DJ Monte on the line. Uh, DJ Monte, this gotcha. DJ. There you go, two eight one. Hello. Hello, hello. 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 This this this, this DJ Monte?
5: Nah, man, this Corey Mo. I just I logged been
4: say in. Yeah, I'ma say yeah, two eight one. I thought that was Mo. Yeah, what's up, oh. Corey Mo? Mo's a million in the building. All right. What it
5: does, pimpin'. What's Man, going on, bro? It, oh, we glad? Heading, uh, are,
4: well,
2: right now on we on
5: just got,
2: we just got you on the line first. We was trying to do them in like a order. We had uh, DJ Monte coming up at eight ten, and then we had Fool, then we had Casey Graham, and then we had you. But we got you on the line right now, so we oh. still got you scheduled. Hold but hold on. We got you while well, we got you here. We got you. We, we yeah. put you down for the next five, but you on the line first. I got a couple of questions, and somebody actually asked a question in the live feed real quick. I'm gonna take a live feed question while we are waiting on DJ Monte. All right, so. Uh, Brent, uh, Brandon Dick uh, from Facebook Live asked a quick question and we'll go ahead and jump into some of these he said if you are starting a studio and I know you got mass you know what I'm saying you got a dope spot great recording facility he asked what's the best kind of board that you would suggest to get trying to start a uh, start a studio of your own you know what I'm saying analog or digital what do you think you know what do you think would be the move right now in 2018 if you just not get ready to build your spot uh, um a
5: board yeah, uh, I'm kind of old school, man. I'm, you know, I got the, I got the old Control 24, but I mean, these days you can just, you can pretty much just, um, probably just get the newer version of the Control 24 or a lot of times, I mean, in 2018, man, boys, it's really just getting the dog on computer and just getting, uh. You know what I mean a controller of some sort, but you know what I mean, if you have a budget and you're getting ready to make some money doing this, then you know, yeah, you should probably just go to guitar center and and ask them you know what i mean i i I haven't bought equipment in so long, I still use all my old stuff right you know I mean? right, so, right um I, I would I would just suggest getting a uh, a mac pro go to go to Apple. <clears throat> get the best Mac Pro they got, put Pro Tools on it, get you a real good interface. You know what I mean? And just start there, interface and the microphone.
2: That's it? That, that, just just go from right there, I guess. He gave you the answer yeah. that you
4: asked. And then to clear up for some people that might not know exactly who Corey Moe is, so when he says he still got his old stuff, this is the same old stuff that recorded all the UGK gold and platinum hits too. So you know what I'm saying? It ain't like it's no, just no any old stuff. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, so, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. So just a, just a, for the the new youngins out there that might not really know the history behind what they're hearing and who they talking with right now. You know what I'm saying? Well, so right. yeah, There's give them a different. quick rundown, man. Give them some of oh yeah, throw some of the credits out there. Corey Moted.
2: You, you, you've been I mean, working and
4: twerking with from, from old to, to new.
2: Yeah, we're talking about Big Crit. Okay. We're, talking about, we're talking about Big yeah. Boy, Tyler, Charlie, B.O.B., C, UGK, Ty High, before he really took all the way off. The, the, the list yeah. goes on. Man. You can check out everything you oh, know yeah. about over there, at Mad Studios, ATL, a litany of hits yes, that he's got going on, man. Raheem Devon, uh, uh, Young Jock, Mike Jones, you feel me? I mean, it's just, it goes on he's and got on. got the ATL, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, that people, boy Scotty's here now. Oh yeah. Ah, uh, tell, shut, tell. Hey, tell the homie what's up, man. You know he rock with us over here, at K100. So tell, uh, Scotty here, what's good, man. You me. Like, uh, yeah, yeah man, old, that
5: man. boy down in the, uh, he down in my B room working right now. But um, right. to uh, answer your last question, I'm I'm looking online right now, on the uh, guitar center. They they, they got some pretty nice boards, man. They got. They got a nice Yamaha. That's a thousand dollars. I mean, it's a sixteen channel Yamaha. Uh, you know what I mean? They got some nice Behringers, too, as far as for some mixing boards. You know, just to throw that back out to the kit. Look at that! Yeah, dude, he,
4: he researching for y'all. You see what I'm saying? And that's where you're talking about real OG stuff right there. He done went to go research for you. You see what I'm saying? So. This is the real deal, man. You ain't going to get there from too many people out here in this music industry, man. For real, though.
2: Definitely not, man. So, I got a couple of questions for Corey Mo while we got him on the line. And um, I, I kind of had an a order, but we're just going to go ahead and dive into it. It don't matter as long as everybody get their uh, time over here. So, we're going to go ahead and ask you a yeah. couple of questions. First of all, I want to ask you, bro. Um, real quick, off the top of your head, it's, two, it's, a, it's a two-part question. What do you feel like was your top three, or maybe top one, two, or three, however you want to name, most successful tracks? And then, give me... Two or three uh, of the tracks that you personally like produced as a producer.
5: Um, as far as being successful, um, just recently this this doggone big boy and um, Gucci Man and Pimp C record that just came out in the South um, is definitely one of my one of my top ones. But secondly, will probably be. Um, that Devin the Dude, anything is plenty, man. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't yeah. know if hear heard of that one, but that's a that's an oldie but a goodie that I produced back in two thousand four. Mm-hmm. Um, I did a UGK record. Um, on the on the last UGK album, I produced like four records on there. All of them are pretty pretty dope from uh she love it to Harry asshole everybody want a ball um, top drop down uh uh-huh. those those are probably the most um successful u g k records that I did, but as far as me just working um records that I specifically really really like is um like I I I really really like that old Devin the Dude record, man. Like I just keep going back to that record whenever people ask me questions like that because that's the one that kicked it off. That one in that old Pimp C Slow Down record from off the very first Pimp C solo album. Yeah, right. you yeah. we Jane Jones, but... Slow Down. Yeah, I had produced that one and I rapped on that one. And uh. Um, I... You know what I mean? When I when I when I did that, a whole lot of people started looking for me. And then you know, when I when I did the Devin the Dude record, the whole city wanted deeps after that.
2: Right. So you know. Well, but let um, me ask you that. I, I got I got another question to bounce off of that question then. So is is, 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 is it is it once you get a, once you get that one track and then everybody kind of sort of knows your name? What what what, what was the change that you made as a producer, and the way you approached artists? And the way you uh try to try to get your beats out there, like I, I, I saw an interview recently and one of the other guests said that, you know, when he first started, he would give away his beats. He wasn't necessarily charging for his beats. And then once he got that one hit, his whole attitude and everything changed and his and the whole way he did business changed. Did did did, did, did you still kinda approach uh being a producer and approach, uh trying to get your tracks out there the same way after your name got recognized. At what point did you feel like it was it was time for you to just start charging cats to high high off top? You feel me? A Cory Mo beat ain't no cheap beat right now. You've got a stored history. You're a platinum uh involved with got platinum it. records. At what point did it change for you as a producer? And you, when you realize, okay, now my price has got to go up and now I gotta get this money up front or are these labels gonna have to definitely give me some publishing on the back end? Was it after that oh, yeah. first record? After well, that record, or well,
5: well no, nah, it, it was it was it was way back, man. Like I got a real good attorney out in uh Houston named uh Mr. Leslie Cross and he represents uh-huh. a few a few um celebrities out there in Houston as well and he pretty much schooled me man a long time ago when I was getting involved with different labels and working with a bunch of cats and people renting out 'cause he 'cause see the thing is it's different with me because I run a recording studio, so right. I already had to get an LLC and be business-minded from the get. Me and my older brother ran the studio together, so we was already collecting bread from cats all around the city, so we passing out flyers, promoting ourselves, demo deals, uh, $150 demo deals, come, come get you a couple hours for this price, printing up, Yellow and lime green and orange flyers, making it be be known. So we was already business minded, and we already had an attorney at the time. So he made me get an LLC, made me get a publishing company, made me okay. know what BMI is and ASCAP, and get my publishing stuff set up. Like he 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 kind of forced that into me way way back. You know what I mean? Okay. Like when I was doing a whole bunch of records for Rap-A-Lot, you know what I mean, and a whole bunch of other labels. So, you know, when when you're when you putting out these albums back in the day and it's a real uh, record release with a real distributor and they're pressing up CDs and barcodes and all of that, then, you know, I had to get paperwork done. You know, the paperwork was 15 pages plus. It was thick. You know what I mean? <laughs> it was just a whole <laughs> another ball game. So I uh, had to have business straight you know what i mean mm-hmm. so it's like nowadays people are not even thinking about the old way of hustling so their mentality is oh yeah i'm going to put it out for free it's just a mixtape i'll put it out and then it just sit in the in the in the cyber world of the internet for 4 5 years and they don't even know that they just collected uh 2 3000 dollars of internet yeah. uh royalties and they don't even know cuz they didn't register it right yeah, right. Yeah. You know what I mean. So it's like I, I, I'm I'm just blessed and fortunate that I got on my business
2: game early. Yeah, that's what's up, man? It sounds like another question I was going to ask.
4: They better you go Sound Exchange and look up and see if they got some money sitting there. Sound Exchange will tell you.
2: Yeah, yeah, hell yeah. They definitely will. And 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 that goes back to just you kind of jumped into one of the other questions. I, one of my other questions that I was going to pose everybody to was how instrumental was having representation, like a publicist, a manager, or uh, you said a lawyer, which is actually even better. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like most people. Hell, yeah, oh, a yeah.
4: lawyer is yeah. better
5: than, I mean, yeah, I, I've, I've never really had a manager. You know what uh-huh. I mean? Like I got, I, I'm I'm finally getting to the point where I'm I'm letting people manage me now, you know what I mean? Right. Because I've been doing it so long by myself. And that's, that's that's really another downfall. I really wish I would have not been as stubborn and let people manage me way, way back then because I'd probably be even further in my career.
6: You know what I mean? So it's
5: like you have to be disciplined. You got to listen to people. And you got to have your business straight. And if you ain't got no attorney, you're tripping. Yeah.
4: Ah. Say so, yeah, that. I just touched base with my guy earlier today. Shout out to my <laughs>
2: Hey, man, you heard the man right there, man. The dude just said, listen, man, you ain't got no attorney. And sometimes I think, with, especially with artists, because, you know, we, we have a lot of artists that listen to K1's radio. Even though this is a producer segment, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of artists listening, trying to soak up some of this game, too, as well. You feel me? But um, yeah. a lot of people, yeah, Because and, and and the truth be told is, to be honest with you, lawyers get paid up front. Like, lawyers cost money, so a lot of people just don't be having the money to afford a lawyer and then, you know, a lot of the management, people work on the back end. A lot of people don't get publicists in the industry because publicists want their money up front. And cats be coming to the game and they really don't be having the budget and they don't be having the money. Even though you shouldn't be trying to get into this being broke, that's not going to work out for you at all, obviously. Uh, but that's why people don't normally go with getting the attorney first because they don't have the bread to actually afford a damn attorney. But, uh, yeah, but thing
5: yeah, you know. yeah, but but guess what, though?
2: Uh huh.
5: They got them new Jordans on, though. Yeah. You,
3: hey. Hey.
5: Yeah. Hey, yeah.
2: You appreciate the class. You, you appreciate yeah. to the yeah. core. I promise yeah. you, family. On that they note, got right the on. Yeah. They,
5: yeah. they got the new days on They blow and out Loud every week. They blow out the lights every week. Yeah. Yeah. Like, come on, man. Go ahead and spend three
4: three hundred dollars with an attorney. Get him to look over your. Just like you said earlier, man. Discipline, man. <laughs> Discipline and priorities, man. You feel me? Discipline. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah so, man, I mean,
4: them damn Jordans cost two hundred dollars,
2: man. They got two retail. Right, mm. right, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So well, I mean,
4: retainer—that's a retainer right there. That's a retainer.
2: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So let me ask, uh, let me ask you uh, another question about um, we wanted, somebody asked about placements on the uh, Facebook live feed. What, what 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 advice could could you give to somebody about uh, getting music placed in movie and film right now? Now it's funny that you mentioned earlier about. Um, this, and we're live right now on k one Radio. This is the MICC Music Industry Conference call. Uh, we're chopping it up with the homie uh, Corey Moe right now. Mad Studios, ATL man, very accomplished producer. If you never heard of Corey Moe, you really need to do your research, man. Platinum plaques, Grammy-nominated music, you feel me? Dope, you know what I'm saying? If you never heard, like I said, he's, his latest song that you may recognize as playing right now, of course, that big boy and Gucci man in the South. But, I mean, the catalog, work with UGK and all kinds of people, we named it earlier, we'll name it again. Make sure you go check them out, Mad Studios, ATL. That's who we're on the line with right now on the MICC Music Industry Conference call. We just chopping it up, and this is a producer's mm-hmm. edition. Got some real great producers in the building. Now, um, uh, piggybacking off of what you said earlier about, uh, you know, uh, it's, it's old school. The paperwork was thick and everything. The transition right now into, into the digital era, you already hit it on a little bit. You said, well, make sure you got your... Uh, paperwork done so you can find out, you know, get your royalties from internet streaming and all that. But tell me the big difference right now, being a producer in the age of people doing uh, leasing out beats, people downloading beats off the internet, you feel me? How do you make money? And, 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 and then is, is leasing beats through movies and TV shows actually a bigger payout than producing for artists? What do you think about that?
5: Uh... I don't really get into all the leasing, man. Once again, I'm old school. You know what I mean? You got to pay me up front for my service, and you got to pay me my publishing on the back end. Right. I'm not going to do it. (laughs) So it's like when it comes to leasing beats, um, I don't know who came up with the term or who started that, but I think they're getting it confused with licensing. Now, uh-huh. license is what you do when you submit shit to TV and film and all of that, and you license your music, and then you keep the rights to your music, and y'all break bread if they get it you know, placed on certain networks and woo, woo, woo. That's licensing. But leasing leasing is something you really don't, don't own, right? You know what I'm saying? If you go lease an apartment, do you own that apartment? No, you don't. But de- right. Okay, <laughs> so so look, leasing, I I don't do it because if you lease somebody a beat and you lease 15 other people a beat and they all got your beat and you ain't made but $50, I mean, yeah, you think you bought it because you sold it 10 times and you think that's cool, but really in real life, if you go to Dr. Dre or Timberland or Pharrell, do you think they're going to sell you they beat 50 times? Right. No. No. You're going to pay them in advance for their service the same way, you know what I mean, you go to the to the store and you purchase your food. You're going to come to my studio. You're going to purchase my beat. I'm not going to sell it to nobody else. I'm never going to play it again for nobody else. I'm going to give you the full track out. That's yours. You can do what you want with it. You can take it somewhere else and get it mixed if you want. Or you can bring it to me and I mix it. You know what I mean? That's your record. And we're going to sign a split sheet. And we're going to make sure the paperwork is right. And, you know, it's going to be cut, cut and dry, man. Like, I don't know who came up with leasing, man. I I wish <laughs> the person that came up with leasing, uh, uh. give me a call so I can ask you how <laughs> in the hell did y'all create that? <laughs>
2: yeah. I guess, you know, then, I mean, man, I don't know. Go ahead, mug. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead.
4: No, I was gonna say, and it's funny though, because like you said too, whoever even created it didn't even create it the right way. Because like you said, going back to leasing an apartment, so if I'm gonna lease you a beat, that means you owe me money every month then, or every something. You see what I'm saying? Right. If you're gonna lease it, it, that's
2: why so I never. So you lease
4: it out, but it's one flat fee one time, and then that's it. Goodbye. Where where leasing come in at then?
2: You know what I'm saying? <laughs>
4: Even if yeah, you need a car, you're supposed to trade it back in and then, at the top of the next year and get another car, don't you? When you lease a car, you know what I'm saying? After so long, yeah. you trade it back in and get the newer version of the car. So when are you going to turn the beat back in and get the newer beat? You know what I mean? I don't never I never just understood the leasing part And then, of it, man. And then, and
5: then on top of that, even when they got the selection there for them to buy and own the beat, that yeah. don't even make no sense because they're not even doing no legitimate paperwork with you. Yeah, so that yeah. so that they can receive some damn publishing. Now, yeah. you 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 selling all the rights to your beat, and you giving them an option to lease yeah. for even cheaper. Like what? Yeah, oh, <laughs> that, that's, that's no, what that led, that led to this dude. call,
4: man. That's what led to this call. The poster we that was floating right. around right about the two hundred dollar beat. You know, about the $200 yeah. beat that the guy sold to OT Genesis, man. That's kind of what sparked stuff like this, man. It's like, you know, did. like that's you what
2: said, what man, where did that what... notion come from with people, man? I, I, listen, listen, Cory Mo. I'm glad you said it because, see, here's the thing. If I say something like, if, <laughs> if somebody says that on the air, then yeah. it looks like, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm hating we hate on a producer. Yeah, you feel we what I'm saying?
4: It's like I'm hating on
2: somebody's hustle, but I'm not. We got a three, I'm going to check this 323 three number. I got to check it see what this is on the line real quick. But uh, I'm coming to you. I think that maybe we'll who he's on next. we are running up on the uh, first mark. But listen, I, what, what I'm saying is I'm glad that Corey Mo, an accomplished yeah. producer, actually said this. Because when I say it, it, it comes off differently. And it may be perceived as hating. Or, and it's not. It's yeah. just, it, never, it never made sense to me. This guy is telling you a multi platinum producer, you know, Grammy-nominated producer telling you it doesn't make sense to him. And he's not understanding the whole notion of it. Now, we've got some of the other people on here who do have uh, beat pages and you can get the beat. Uh, and we'll ask them about how they, why do they view it the way they view it? You feel what I'm saying? Right. But sure. I, I more so, uh, I personally, this is me personally, fam. And it's not, a, this is not yeah. ironclad. You do what they want to do. But me personally, I kind of think along the way of of, of Corey Moe. But then somebody can also come back, Corey Moe. And i this. Somebody can come back and say, well, if the artist ain't moving no units and he's never got any places and the beats are just sitting there, why not generate some income? Off of it by just letting people use them for right now They never really own them The producer keeps it, they still own it But they're still making a little bit of money off of it And they can get some some, some capital generated You know what I'm saying In order to, uh, you know, do whatever Yeah, it go but that some, don't Yeah, but
5: here. that's Yeah, but that don't make, make sense though I hear what you're saying But give me some logic behind that Yeah
3: The money I, I
0: mean, it's kind
5: of it's kind of like
0: it's the way good, I mean, plans yeah plans too. You, you gotta Yeah, it it's wrong. money
5: but that don't make sense. What you doing? That's like me yeah. selling your ass some bubble gum and selling it to to uh, ten more people. The same piece of bubble gum. It don't make sense. I hear what you're saying. I hear the the the. I, I hear what you're saying, but tell me the logic behind selling selling your beat fifty times to multiple people yeah. and I, in the same damn city. Or wherever, like tell me the logic behind it, and i'll pay attention as soon as somebody tell me the logic i'm gonna start paying attention
2: we have um, Other than that, uh monkey that to me okay uh click uh commented on the Facebook post they said they do least uh, uh there there's a, a production duo, um, and I actually met them we went to a listening session with them and their their thing is it's all it's all in the contract of their on on the of the agreements that's on their page he says everybody's everybody's uh a leasing agreement is different and that's where that's where it starts to kind of make sense of oh it depends on what's in their okay, leasing agreement
5: so it's leasing agree- okay so they write so they write up their own leasing agreement and put it on the page and make them sign it before they buy the beat. Yeah, yeah yeah
2: yeah most of them do i yeah. guess before they before they hit pay on that cart you got to just basically a uh, of uh, i agree to the terms at some point, yeah, it's kind of you know, know, like, oh,
4: it's like Facebook. Some well, people reading it, some people ain't. Some people just clicking agree, look, and they just, you know what I mean, paying their money. They don't know what they done sign.
5: Man, look, the only way I'm down with that is if
4: the agreement,
5: give them people, they correct publishing, you know what I mean, the producer get the 50%, the artist get the other half, you know what I mean, and they bust it down, and they don't sell it no more. That's the only way I'm going to be down with it. But if they no, continuously no. selling it to multiple people, it's just not ethical to me.
2: It's not. Okay. I don't. I don't.
5: I'm. I'm. Not, I'm not. i do not i am i am not i am not from that day and age, so I don't really understand that. All
2: right, all right. This is a great conversation with Corey Moore. We live right now. Hey, 100 Radio, man. I'm telling you, this, we already started in the first 30 minutes. And this is all I wanted from this whole segment. This. This is what I wanted from this segment. Understand that this is the conversation I want to have with these guys right now. You feel what I'm saying? Uh, let me let me check in and see what this is it's on the line real quick though. Uh real quick. Uh 323-377. Hey, what's up? Who's this?
7: Yeah, this is Will. It's Will. All right.
2: Will of Fool, what's going on, bro? You on deck next? Alright, we're gonna wrap this thing up with core We got Will Fool coming up. All right. All right, stand by, homie. Thank you for coming. Really? What's up,
1: Will?
5: What's going on? All ready.
2: All right, stand yeah. by. All right, so before we um let before we uh Jump over to Willow Fool coming up in about one or two minutes at uh, 8.35. We want to make sure that we uh, let Corey Mo, who just really gave us uh, some, some interesting uh, pointers uh, about Leeson Beach, uh what he feels about it, you know what I'm saying, and um, how important it was that he had a lawyer on his side early in the game that set him up to win the long game. Uh, we also quickly talked about how, how he felt like, you know, a manager was good. He wished he had one earlier. A lot of things was covered, man. You know, and, that, and that 30 minutes flew by so fast. The conversation, we could probably talk another hour easily yeah. with Cory Mo. You know i saying? Like, this, these things go by fast. It's but all wanna, good. I, yeah, but I want to give Cory Mo a chance before we go to give out any information that you want the people to know uh, right now, real quick, before we uh, close it off with you, brother.
5: Okay, cool. Um, you can follow me at Corey Mo Music, C O R Y M O Music, on all platforms. Um, you can also go to countryraptunes.com. That's my website, and it's also a radio station, an online radio station. We play 24 hours a day, nothing but that funky country rap tunes that the pimp love. you know what I'm talking about? And right. um, go, go to justsayingclothing.com if you're looking to get your merch. We do custom apparel. So if you want your logo on a T-shirt or hoodie, go to justsayingclothing.com. We can do that, too. So, I at your boy, Chatch. long little the pimp. Absolutely, yes, sir,
2: man. Yes, check out Mad Studios ATL. Do y'all do at Mad Studios? Do y'all, do Absolutely. Y'all do,
5: uh, oh, oh, yeah. My bad, my yeah. bad. Any artists out there that want to get their records mixed and mastered or need some studio time, go to madstudiosatl.com as well.
2: All right, make sure you yeah. check him out. He's an engineer and a producer, man, so get that sound right. You hear them things, them, 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 them uh, beat so crisp. I let the homie, man. You and ATL pull up, man, on them at Mass Studios ATL. That was Corey Mo, man. We just chopped it up with him on the MICC Music Industry Conference call. Our first one of 2018. Shout out to the homie, man. He ain't Good done yet, though. You the
3: 100 okay. of an r and
2: K100, you bad, one. All right. So, like I told y'all, as promised, the first guest in the first conversation was already deep. I know a lot of people didn't necessarily agree with everything, may, may not necessarily agree with his standpoint on it, but I got to be honest with you guys, I'm definitely leaning more towards the way he feels about it. Never made much sense to me, but then again, different, uh, different age, different era. Uh, Kelby was uh, making a magazine, just commenting on the Facebook live feed. Shout out to him. He said it's a generational gap. He says Corey Moses from a time and period where people who, who buy beats are really pursuing their careers. And he said the game is flooded with hobbyists right now. You can't tell who actually gonna uh, do what record. You feel what I'm saying? So he's what what Kelby saying is also makes sense to the leasing culture because right now you got a lot of people who just doing it for fun or just doing it to be do, ha, having something to do. They ain't serious enough to pay five thousand dollars for a track that they may may up that may or may not blow up for them. They only want to give you fifty dollars because they don't even know if they actually gonna actually do anything with that fucking song in the first place. They just playing. Yeah. They just they, 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 they may they may just want to pull some holes to the club or some shit. And stun a little bit yeah. and just go in there and play around and oh, see a little bit. So that's why they don't want to pay you the big dollars that somebody like Cory Moore is demanding that they get. But at the same time, you as a producer sat your ass in there and cooked that goddamn beat up for some hours though, did you? That time was yeah. already spent. I understand you want to get your, your 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 you want to get money back off that time that you invested real quick. But it, because again, right now the music game is flooded with people who's not really, really, really serious. Who just doing the just doing it to be doing it at the end of the day. And so that's why the Leasing game makes sense more nowadays than it really probably would have back when Corey Moore jumped to the game. All right, next up, we're going to jump into this thing with Wheel of Fool. You
3: yeah. are tuned to the K100 Radio, hip-hop and R&B. Right.
2: K100 Radio, we are live right now, man. Welcome, everybody, on the Facebook live feed. Shout out to everybody checking us out over here on Instagram live, man. What's going on? K100 Radio's M-I-C-C, music entry conference called with the homie, uh uh, uh mugs a million who brought his idea to us man and we've been going hard uh ever since with it man this uh, is a producer a producer's edition right here. Um we've got coming up next, Will Fool is on the line. Will of Fool, what's going on bro? Welcome to the broadcast.
1: Hey man, what's going on?
2: Man, glad yes, uh, to have you.
1: Homie? I'm down I'm down here in Miami right now, man. Just getting a lot of things situated and handled, man. But I'm on the way back to the eight Man, what's good with y'all?
2: Right. We good man. Let's listen Yes, are Popping it up with man, the homie right here, man. Uh, just like we listed some uh, some, of the, some of the great music that uh, uh, Corey Moore had. Willa has got tracks. Of course, you know, as you well know, with Future, Gucci Mane, Migos, Twenty One Savage, Jeezy, K Camp. You know, he did that cut off. He did that Tony Montana. All right, he still got some new stuff coming with YFN Lucci, Rick Ross, Rich Homie Quan, Lil Dirt. All right, so the so you know, like I said, everybody that we got lined up. They're ready to go. They've been placed. They got they got uh you know uh, uh uh charting records of platinum plaques up under their belt, Grammy nominations, Grammy Awards. Everybody that we talking to tonight is about that producer. For real, for real. So I want to welcome yeah, to the show with yeah. the moon, man. And he down there grinding right now.
1: Having, yeah, I appreciate absolutely. y'all having me on the show, man.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Sure. All right. So um uh, let me ask you, let me let me jump into the question. I I I'm gonna ask all y'all this one question real quick though. Real quick. Give me your um top two that you feel was your top one or two most successful tracks? And then give me your top one or two tracks that you just like, that you was just like, that bitch jam. I don't care how successful it was. It's it. You like you love that beat. You love the song the artist did to it. it came out Great. Give me your top two most successful songs, and then your top two favorite beats that you feel like they jumped off. Uh, the top two
1: most successful records I did, I produced, um, was my first Record that broke me out and you know got my name you know in the out in the industry as a producer was um was Tony Montana by Future. Okay. Yeah, All right. And then, um, the second record was Cut Her Off, you know by K Camp. Right. Those, so, the so what other about two your that I did? That I thought was just going crazy. It was like um going to the moon, like going to the moon. And the re- the recent record that I just dropped with Lucci, that Heartless.
2: Ah, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: don't do like don't do like I just not like me personally, I just rock with those, you
2: know. Okay. All right. So uh I, I like Heartless though. Heartless does go I, I like the beat and the mood of it. You feel what I'm saying? Uh I think it's a great record. That was like a, a great matchup with you and um with, with you and YFN, Lucio and Lucio on that joint. Uh that actually goes hard, man. So like I said, everybody that we're talking to tonight on the show tonight, man, is actually man ready to go, man. Really just really accomplished. Now you said something and and this is what i, I I'm, I'm glad that um I got a chance to see you speak over at, uh media matters uh, at the event that making the magazine had, and um you said something I was like, this is what I gotta make sure I get out of wheel of fool on the show because everybody wasn't there. You feel what I'm saying all right and um mm-hmm. at one point, uh Kelby, which was hosting it, he asked you about you know your relationship with um with, with, with future uh and did you charge future money? for the beats that you was working with him with before um, you, you before he took off and you basically was like nah I ain't charging for no beats I was just working with him and I was just in there I, y- y'all just built the relationship and you didn't get paid for none of that shit up front you feel me and it all came back for you so tell any young aspiring producer right now about that situation about if you if you find some artists that you really believe in you know what I'm saying that you really want to work with and ha- about building a relationship and how you did it with future and you just was in there just cooking up with him when nobody he wasn't paying you for no beats, none of that, and it ended up, you know, he he broke out and everything worked out for you. But a lot of people would be like, man, I'm not trying to sit in there and work and work and work and I ain't getting no money. That's why everybody like, shit, we, I'm gonna before I hold on and work with the artist, I'm gonna leave these motherfuckers out to random strangers to get money. But tell us about that relationship yeah, and what you that.
1: Yeah, yeah, like see, the thing is with me, like the thing, the the plan that I did have when me and Future met. You know, it was, you know, all of mainly me just getting exposure, like, you know, just getting my name out there and really just trying to get, you know, more opportunities and create more avenues and create more business for myself. So I just looked at it like, you know, me and him was in the same boat. So we weren't really, you know, I couldn't really get much from him because, you know, at the time he wasn't, he wasn't up like he is now. You know, we were both pretty much in the same boat. And you know, I really believed in what he had going on because I seen the movement, I seen what he was doing, I seen his work at the, you know me us being in the studio at all times of the night, and just you know just seeing him knock out song after song after song after song, after song you know it was only right. And I seen you know I also acknowledge that the the popularity and the respect that he had with the city, you know as uh-huh. far as you know going to the clubs and you know, <laughs> performing and, you know, just putting out all, his, all, all of them hits he had put out in his first, you know, like the first quarter of, the, of, the, of his breakout year, you know, when he first came out. So, you know, he he wasn't able to, like, just pay me, pay me no money, and I wasn't really tripping because I was getting exposure, you know, because the exposure is the main thing. You want people to know who you are so you can get more business than you can get. All of these other artists that you would like to work with to come to you, so you can't really trip about the money, you know, in the beginning of it. And I understand, like you, you know, you can't knock, you can't knock a producer because you want to get paid for what he's doing. But you know, you just have to figure out the best way to make it fit for your for your position and you know, and the predicament you're in. You can't just really just say, oh man, you got to pay me some money, and which I can't, you know, what I'm saying which we can't knock, nobody can knock. You know you're not getting paid, or you getting paid for it. You know, but you have to also look at the bigger picture, and you know you have to also, you know, sit back, look in the mirror, and look at it. You know, are you in it for the love or or the passion, or are you in it to just make a dollar? Because you're always gonna have, you know, if you're in it to just make some money, you know, it's not a lot of things are not gonna make you happy while you're doing this stuff. You know, so you you have you have you have to really look at yourself and really just understand and really like just come to the conclusion and just say hey you know do i really love this or do i just love what it does for me? you know what I'm saying? I, love, just... I love I <laughs> love I love the music I love right. the music I love to I love to do music I love I love being able to, to contribute to the music industry and you know I I can't you know I even even through the downtimes like even when I had the downsides and I wasn't really making like the the amount of money that I'm making that, you know, that I'm making now, you know, I still had love for and I never really, like, had any type of like, doubt in my mind about, you know, not making it, you know, or not not succeeding or really just building a bigger, you know, bigger, uh, a bigger career and just, you know, being on a bigger plateau for myself and on a whole other level. I didn't really have no doubt about that because of the love I had for it, you feel me?
2: Right, exactly. I like the answer. <sighs> So I got another question. Shout out to the homie Jeff Black Tracks over there checking in on the Facebook live feed. Beat Royale is in the building. Make sure you guys check out Beat Royale. All right. so uh, listen, Willapoo, I got to ask you this,
3: though.
2: Mm -hmm. What's your feel on the lack of originality in the production?
1: (coughs) This this is something that's that's that's, bothering me. I feel like that's that's what's hurting the industry and the entertainment business, you know, as, Uh as far as on the music side. As a whole, because you got so many people just trying to emulate people's sound to get a dollar, right. you know, you know. And I feel like we should take more consideration and more thought and more passion in the into our craft. Because, like you say, like what Kelby said, you got a lot of people that do do this as a hobby. You don't, you know, and it's you know you and they're over they're overpowering the people that really do this because they love it, you know. So. You got some people that, that really do it as a hobby and they they they'll make a beat like uh that'll sound like mine, or they'll make a beat that'll sound like they told you, or they'll make a beat that'll sound like Mike Will. And they'll take way less money for what we'll charge somebody. So you know
2: But they didn't come up with a like formula. I, they didn't have to come up with, I think, yeah. I think that's the thing. they didn't come up with the blueprint. If somebody else came up with the blueprint, made the blueprint popular. It's easy to copy, especially with digital production. And so then you're not really putting as much time into making the track and constructing the sound as that other person did. So to you, when you regurgitate it and do it quick like that and do it fast like that, it's okay. Because it probably didn't take you that long to make that beat because you're basically following somebody else's blueprint anyway. And so that's, and, and it goes all the way back to what Corey Moe said about the leasing, uh, what people said about hobbyists, about the, the, the quick microwave turnover, and the just acceptance of the lack of originality in the production. But but you, you personally, all right, uh, uh, when you hear, when when an artist comes, has an artist ever came up to you and said, even though you were a fool, and said, listen, I want something kind of like, that sound like, blah, 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 whoever, and you obliged? Or did you be like, nah, 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 hold on, partner. I don't do sound like nobody else. You feel what I'm saying? Like, what was-
1: to that, if that if, if, if that's happening, no, nah, like I get a lot of, a lot of times, like people hit me up and say that they want something that sounds something like I some production that I did for an artist, but not something that I not something that uh, they didn't they never asked me for something that sounds like Beethoven or White Will or anything like that, you know. But it's always something that I produce, you know, right? Be some some type of like. In the similarity of something I produce for somebody no. else, so, okay yeah, it, it's never been like yeah, it's never been to where well, oh, man, I don't I want you to re- remake a beat that they told me did or something like that no nah, I, I would never do that anyway
2: <laughs> you think anyway. so is, is is there is there let me ask you this among the producers, because once you get everybody knows this levels to everything let's let's just keep shit one hundred over here on k one hundred radio there's levels to everything, all right, there's levels to it. To the, to, the, to, to the game and where you at. So the level that you're at right now, you know, when, when you're talking to other names, when you talking to the Zaytovins or, you know what I'm saying, anybody else in the game that's really a, a Metro Boomer, whoever that you may have a, a relationship with, I don't know who it is, but I'm just throwing names out there. You know I mean? And you talk to them. Is there is, is there, a, is there a code with you guys? Or do you guys actually speak on the fact that this other person or that other person is, is doing tracks like somebody else? Or is it like to the point now, like how it is with rap, like nobody really cares if if, if everybody's biting because everybody's biting, so nobody really makes a big deal about it. Where back in the day, you would li- you would literally get into a, a a a fight with somebody if they if you felt like they was biting you or stealing your sound. Is there is there is there is, uh, amongst the producers that you know in the industry on the level that you at right now? Is is this even talked about? I want to know because I'm like, do they even care about it?
1: Care about it like people trying to sound like them?
2: Yeah, yeah, do they care? Like another producer. Do they
1: care? I I, I honestly don't think they do, man, because, you know, they got so much going on. They got so, like, I really have so much going on, man, and I got so many opportunities and all of this stuff going on. It really don't even matter because at the end of the day, I'm a musician, you know. It might affect somebody who's a beat maker or somebody that that really can not play instruments or play music, but I really do this, so I really don't care. And they just, you know, yeah. they just, like, you can look at as they about, like he's, he's lasted as long as he's lasted because he's musically inclined. Right, yeah, you absolutely. Feel, you yeah. see what I'm saying? So, everybody it, can't do it. it, but, it just, but,
2: but if you listen to his beats, it doesn't, he, he has some, he has the melodies in some of them, but some of his most popular beats are some of the beats where even him, he, he said himself in, in interview after interview, that's not even really you know Anywhere near a, a complicated beat for me Like You know what I'm saying Like do you Have you ever had a beat That you was just like Bruh I don't even really like this beat And then Future Or somebody coming there And then it ends up Being on an album And you like I was about to throw that shit away Has that ever happened to you Yeah Yeah,
7: yeah. Tony Montana <laughs> Tony Ah
1: Ah
2: You was about to throw You was about to throw Tony Montana away You didn't even like the beat Did you
1: I didn't even like that beat bro <laughs> <laughs>
2: This is what I was talking about. This
1: this is the producer
2: that did that, and I I got to be honest with you. When I heard the song, I was like, okay, but then it took off, and it, when, it, when when the song takes off, it is what it is. I, my opinion about it doesn't change the fact that it's a hit. But it's it's crazy that you actually sitting here on air telling me that you didn't even like it either. Uh
1: yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> like it was a lot of beats that I produced for 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 artists that I didn't like, but ended up being big songs. You know what I'm saying? So I couldn't like. I really decided when I when I realized like that was going on. I really like just came to the conclusion that I just couldn't be an A and off my own stuff. Because <laughs> you know? if I if I had if I if I just had, if I had the power the power to the, the say so to say hey this one come out a lot of records when they came out.
2: Ah, uh, so you don't necessarily. That's that, that's also a great point though because you sit, you your you, your your best hit your your that's. That's so important. I want everybody to just soak, soak in what he just said. His first hit, the hit that opened the door for him to get into the game and get to where he's at right now, to where he's living off his off his craft, making his money, making these moves, getting placements on Fast and Furious and all kind of stuff. We'll talk about that. He didn't even like. I mean, just. For real. Straight it, up. It was,
1: man, I didn't, I didn't even like the song.
2: Okay. Josh,
1: what am,
2: what do, what do I what do I say to that? Where's Muggs at? Hold on real quick. I I gotta see if Muggs has a question. Uh, hey Muggs. Muggs. Oh, hold on. I think it's Mugs. Hello. Hold on. I think it's my um, other caller. Hold on. Uh nine one two six six seven. What's up? Who's this? Yo, what's up, man? It's Case Boogie. Oh, Case Boogie. Oh, we got you coming up in just a minute, fam. Stand by, all right? All right. All right, stand by. That's Case Boogie. Hey, you gotta holler at him. He's got uh we got about Five more, uh, six, seven more minutes before we get up to him. Uh, He's our next guest, man. We got a lot of stuff to chop it up with him about. Um, So listen, but I I, I just wanted to make sure that we we, we touched on that real quick. Uh, So let me ask you about this, uh, Willapoo. What's Uh your choice of gear? I got two questions from the feed. I got a question one of of the producers asked from the Facebook live feed. They said, what type of things do you do to push your own creativity and continue being a trailblazer? And I also want to know what 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 the hell you put. I want to know exactly what do you cook up in the lab with with your beats. What software? What, 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 do, you, what do you use?
1: Yeah, I use Reason. So pretty much, like Reason has its own like library <coughs> library of town. So what uh-huh. you can um you can pick and choose from in Studio One. Those pretty much the main two that I use.
2: Reason and Studio One. So all those beats and hits that you hear cooking up. Will a Fool be using Reason. Shout out to Reason. That's my, that's my uh, software of choice, myself. <laughs> Shout out to my Reason users. I know the Fruity new people are like, nah, nah, fam, nah. But y'all will be all right. And uh, I know somebody, I, ju- I just was in a session this past weekend with a guy who used Studio, Studio One a lot. Uh, so yeah, Studio One and Reason is what Will Fool is using. Now, what do you do? The question from Click Tracks inside the Facebook live feed. What types of things do you do to push your own creativity? Like when you feel like you're getting a a producer block. What do you think to come out of that?
1: Uh, sometimes I just start off with like a melody or two and then I just marinate on it and then come back to it. Or sometimes I just start off with like the drum and then just try to get a feel of it and just go from there pretty much. So it's not really it's not really a, a big process that I do, it's just something that I ready for it to just happen naturally than for me to force it.
2: Yeah. Oh, so so you just kind of step away from the board, step away from the, from the setup, and just kind of clear your mind, take a drink, yeah, so blunt yeah. out. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Just go out and kick it, and just you know, just live life, man. And then you know, just come back to it.
2: You know, just come back to it, and
1: you know, go on in. All
2: right. So I, we see that you got um, you had a placement on the uh the soundtrack for Furious Seven, and it was a question that I asked earlier. If you got to, if, if if you had if you had to choose, I know. It's not about choosing. But if you had to pick, what do you think would be the best way a producer should go and focus most of their energy on producing and and, and trying to get your tracks um, licensed for film and TV or just producing for artists? Which one of these do you think brings the most success and the most money? And which one is the most headache?
1: Uh, The most headache? You said the most headache? Yeah. Yeah. Um, man, dealing with, <laughs> dealing with the artist, dealing with the artist, dealing with uh, the artist, man, is a hit. but um, and dealing with dealing with the label too, it, it, it can become a headache at some point. But um, all of it is pretty much like in the same category because you could have like a song that reached critical mass and become a big hit, and then you'll have like you know, video games, movies, commercials, you know, they'll actually come in and then you a notice and they'll, like, you know, want permission for you to put it from, from me or, you know, from anybody that produced to put it on, you know, like music systems or commercial or movie. So it all kind of, like, you know, it comes hand in hand when you make a hit, you know, you'll have all that type of, you know, you just have all type of people reaching out. You know, wanting to just work with you and try to you you know use your music for for certain things and you know, so it's not like you can you you can you can have the avenue to reach out you know, and I'm not saying don't reach out to to create those opportunities for yourself because you should network you you know build other bridges and reach out, but you know when it come a lot of times when they come down you make it you know bangers like that you know they 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 reach out immediately because they want to put it on something or later on down the right. line a couple of years. You head on a movie or commercial or something like that, so All right so
2: that that was that was also one I wanted to know because is when I seen that you had you know the placements on the movies and stuff, I was like which one of these do you, would you suggest so give me can you give any can you give any information out to a young producer right now um that's that may be listening to you you feel me what what what, what would be one thing that you would say to a young producer listening to this segment right now uh the number one uh, piece of advice you would give them as far. As, Uh, Moving forward and trying to be successful in the music industry, what's the one thing you can tell them over, over, over everything?
1: I would, I would just say, um, just, just, just come, come in the game, you know, come in the game your own unique way, man. You know, don't try to emulate anybody or don't try to, you know, emulate a way somebody has came up in the game. You know, just stay in your lane. You know, just be yourself. Um, Just work on your craft. You know, continue to work on your sound and. Build your network up, you know. Still, you know, build the bridges. You know, if any, you know, showcase your work. You know, and 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 the money is going to come. You know, the money should be the money should be the priority. You know, when it comes down to something you really love, because I feel like if you're in the industry, you're in this type of industry, it, you have to really like love it because it, it's all you know. You're going to take risks. You're going to take a lot of chances with this stuff. You know, and it's not it's not going to be an easy road. You know, so you know, it it most definitely has to be something you love to do. So, you know, just stay focused, stay consistent, you know, stay down, keep working, work on your sound, you know, try different things. Don't just be subject to just one genre of music, you know, work on all different types, you know. I don't have to work on, like, pop all the time. You know, it's all different types of genres out here. So once your name gets bigger, you know, all these other people that that work in different genres are most definitely going to reach out, so you got to be ready. You, know, you gotta be ready. You gotta have. Hmm. You gotta be ready, so you gotta just you know, continue to work on that craft and build your network. You know, build build good relationships and maintain, most of all, you know, maintain yeah. your relationships. Relationships will keep. And, just, and if you stay, and just keep working, man, just keep working and just stay grounded, stay humble, man, and just keep working. That's all I can say.
2: If you and, and like you said, if you uh, if you stay ready. You ain't got to get ready. So you know if you if, if what you do is if you if, if what you do is a certain kind of beat or whatever. But you know once you get into this game, you are gonna start hobnobbing and meeting all these other people and all these other kind of genres. Maybe yeah, maybe if you're mostly a hip hop rap producer, you may start meeting people in R and B. You may definitely want to make sure that you start you know trying to cook up some of those beats on your own. So when you know that when they reach out, you kind of already you know maybe have something ready for them. Let me ask you this, One, real quick though. and Then we got to get the boogie. When you when you're producing as a producer, do you do do most of your tracks get picked up beats that you cook up and then the artist comes in and they hear them and they are already done, or would you rather sit down and work one on one with the artist and kind of cook it up together in the studio while they're sitting right there? What's your preference? Which one has most, the most success?
1: Yeah, most of the time it, they already be done, so I already know like I have an ear for what they already want, so I will just make it. You know, whenever they have a studio session, we just pull up, they just go through the list, they take what they want to, they just might take them all. Shit. And then we just, you know, we just keep going, keep it going like that, unless they really have like something in mind that they just want to build from that, from, from you know, build brick by brick. But majority of the time, you know, that's just pretty much what most of, most of all the big hits came from It just me to having stuff already in the box, you know, that I know that they would like. So I just give it to them, and, you know, we just see the magic happen, you know, right after that. All right. Well, I appreciate your time, man. Thank you
2: for coming through and chopping it up with us, man. Wonderful, right there on K100 Radio, man. Shout out to the homie, man, for coming through and checking out uh, my CC Music Industry Conference call. We really appreciate his time. Before you go, man, I want you to tell everybody what you got coming up and how they, if they want to get in contact with you, maybe. I, don't, I know you are not want to give out maybe a personal number, but if they want to contact you about like maybe working with you or anything like that, how can they get in touch with you?
1: Uh, they could just follow me on Instagram at Will uh, same on our platforms. You can just hit me up on those three. You know, they have email and phone information that you can use to uh contact you know, if you're interested in, you know, inquiring or getting a beat or, you know, any 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 type of production or music assistance for me. Um, you can just hit me up on those three. And uh as far as like all oh, the music that I got coming up, man, I got a lot of stuff that's coming out but it's they don't want me to say nothing about it on on interview oh, so I can't really speak on Why it like not? that. You can't even tell
2: me. Man, they you. Don't man, work.
1: I, I got a man. I got text today because I was, you know, I was I was trying to figure out a, a
5: date.
1: Phone, out. They told me to just keep it on the record because they didn't want no, they didn't want it to be, you know, to leak out in the public like that. So I can't really even speak on the project that I got going on All right now.
2: All right. Well, I guess we just have to hear about it when we hear about it.
1: I I wouldn't mind. In the yeah, booth, man. So. I, I
2: ain't going to tell nobody. i tell yeah, you what. Man, you could, I'm... Tell us right now, and I ain't going to put it on social media, even though this shit going on, all, all broadcasting all across the world. Maybe nobody might not know. Pay attention. Maybe nobody might not share. It. I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to get you no trouble. I'm fucking with you. All right. Will and fool right now. <laughs> don't tell us. We'll just have to wait like everybody else. But I appreciate the time, bro. All right? All right, man. let show.
3: K100 Radio.
2: And we're live right now.
3: You are tuned into K100 Radio, hip hop and RB. K100, you bad. Dude.
2: K-100, you bad dude. On K100 Radio, the Music Industry Conference call right now, man. It's been great so far, man. Shout out to Wheel of Food. Shout out to Corey Moore, our first two guests that we had. Uh, we still got Case Books, Casey Graham coming up, and we still got DJ Monte tracking him down. Uh, right now, let's go to our next guest, real quick. Uh, Case. Let me see. Yo. Hey, Boy, what's going on, bro? What's happening? Man,
7: ain't too much. I'm jumping off calls. We're going from here to there, man, so i glad I made it in time.
2: All right, man, we got you right here. Let's load up, man. Real quick, I want you guys, I want to uh, let you introduce yourself uh, to our broadcast real quick. You got the floor, man. Tell them who you are real quick.
7: Uh, man, I'm a producer and engineer, Grammy winning. At that, uh, I worked on the um, song Blame Me on Alcohol with Chris Henderson. Uh, that's where I got my Grammy at and uh man it's just like a family on that record, you know, a lot of people got a Grammy from that. And uh man, just a lot of just a lot of placement work coming from the T V world and um production, working with Hidden Beach with Jill Scott and engineering, uh in the early days T Sweat, man. Oh my gosh, this is a lot of people. Uh, I'm trying to, trying to make sure I don't forget
2: anything. Um T sweat, T Sweat um, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Arrested Development, Keisha Cole, Egypt oh. ever Boys in the Hood, Dwele. Uh, you want me to keep going? <laughs> got
7: yeah, it there we things. go. There we go. I was, like, I was like,
2: that <laughs> sounds guy, man. about right.
7: Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Now, oh, we, just, you know I mean?
2: we did our research, man. We did our research, man. And congratulations on the Grammy win and everything, man. And uh, I definitely got a lot of questions to ask you about that whole situation. Uh, you know, just being Grammy nominated and you know the way the way a lot of people are perceiving the Grammys uh for urban music mm-hmm. um so just i'm I, I don't know if you know this, but like like me and uh mugs the Million, uh both of us are part of the recording academy, so we're both people that okay. vote the Grammys, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. and um, we've been on a crusade trying to just get everybody to understand that it ain't all about it it ain't always they fault it's a lot of us that don't get involved with the Grammy process that should as far as being quote unquote mm-hmm. music professionals that are not voting. And it's not them trying to keep you out. Your ass just ain't being a part of it. You know what I'm saying? Right. And uh, a lot of stuff that we could talk about mm-hmm. on that. You feel me? So I want to get into some of that stuff with you since you just took that award home, man. You feel me? And uh, definitely chop it up with you about that. But before we start, I always ask, I'm, I'm going to ask everybody this these first question. All right. Can you tell me one or two of your most successful tracks? And then give me one or two of the tracks that you just liked the most as a producer that, that was crafted with the artist that you just felt like was bangers. Real quick.
7: Um, i probably say, well, the successful properties or projects, project because I, I mix a lot with engineering and production. So I uh-huh. I say I would definitely have to give it to blame. That's going to be the most successful because that still lingers on today, and I still right. get work off of that, you know what I'm saying? And then I'm going to probably say my first TV place. So I'm, I'm going to say the moves that made me, that, that changed my uh my trajectory. First TV place on TV one and blame it because I, both of them still get me work, you know what I'm saying? And they keep me working in the world that I like, I like to work in. So, yeah.
2: Okay. So, the placement and, and the number one hit, but what about, what about the two songs that you just like? One or two songs that you just feel like I fucking love those records. Those were, the, those were just so dope. Which one?
7: Mm, I'm gonna say uh man I like that joint I did last year with the rest of the development, but I'm trying to I'm trying to think.
1: Um
7: mm, man, you, I gotta go back and look at my my own discography. Thys- <laughs> <my own> thys- <laughs> I gotta go
2: back. It's a lot of music ain't it. It's a lot of music
7: yeah, though. It's a lot, man. It's 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 twelve years worth. You know what I'm saying? It's all mixed in for me. So I do I do a lot of work with independent and then I do and you know, just moving into the the library aspect of it, I started moving, you
2: know, into the library music style of recording. So, you know, Tell me about
7: that's this. kind of what I'm right now.
2: You know what? This is this is really important, and and for several things that we've got going on over at K1's Radio, let bring 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 some of our producers and people into that world. You feel what I'm saying? Bring some of our producers into the world of of producing for film, TV, licensing, uh, libraries. When you when you say that, because some people some people are going to be listening to this, and we want to use this as an educational tool, you feel know I me? Mean? And some mm-hmm. people just honest what it is that you just said. When you say you mm-hmm. you you you're doing music for libraries, break that down. Mm-hmm. What is that for? Why are you doing it? Why is, how has
1: it helped you?
7: Okay, so basically, I like I like working the library aspect is this: it's music that's released from a business to business transaction only, right? One business to the next business. I'm not selling from. As a Coming from an independent record label And selling down to the consumer So they stream it That's one way But the other way is I'm taking product And it's never going to see the light of day For the public Until they see it in the movies or on TV So it works like this like you, I got a thousand tracks In my library That I can't offload fast enough for art So what I do is I take it And I compile those tracks in, uh-huh. And retrofit them so it works for TV. I take those and then I sell it to the library companies or to the sync licensors and do deals with them so that those tracks can make some money. Cause you don't want the tracks sitting on your drive, you know. You yeah. don't want to have to wait on the artist. Oh man, you know what I'm saying? If you got an independent artist, man, you know I got you know I got two stacks or whatever, three stacks. But that's just one go round. I need all this making money for me. You got all this intellectual property sitting on your hard drive so it shouldn't sit there it should be making money for you while you sleep and then let the artist stuff make money as it comes and then you got you making money in in, in two different traps you see what i'm saying
2: i totally understand
7: what you're saying
2: yeah yeah i Mm -hmm. i totally understand what you're saying i wanted you to break Mm -hmm. that down for everybody that's listening because I'm a preacher of, of, of trying to get music to people in libraries and stuff like that, because I just feel like essentially that's where all of this stuff is going to end up going. It's going to be at some point. It's just like, it's so much, it's so everybody's just bleating the the music turn up dry when it comes to just selling music, you know, for, for, for albums and mixtapes whatever they just, they've let it dry almost to me. It seems, you know what I'm saying? You're not getting paid all your money off streaming and everything. And so, you know, for me, Licensing and all that is just it's is just where it's at for artists and producers, you know what I'm saying, trying to get that because the businesses they're gonna always have the money the corporations mm-hmm. you know and, and, and Hollywood, they're gonna keep the money they're gonna keep some money mm-hmm. you feel what I'm saying mm-hmm. max who out tyler perry they, you, you're gonna make you make more money for for visual than you do for music ten times over mm-hmm. right so yeah. that's just the name of it so but but I want you to think, if you if you don't mind a little a little mm-hmm. a tab or specifics when you said okay. I give it to the licensors and, and, and the syncing people. Who are these people? How do you? How do you? How do you? Meet these people. How do producers get in touch with those guys to get their music to these libraries that people are picking from? Uh,
7: well, my process was this. Um, I had I actually went into a publisher. I was in L. A. And I got invited to a studio session. So this is my introduction to it. And they were like, "Hey, we need we need a song." for this show on TV one. I'm like, all right, bet. I ain't, I ain't really doing nothing tonight. So I'll come through. I slid through and I did it. And I, what I came to find out was that there's music supervisors that work on these shows. They, yes. they're the ones music into the show. Right. So I said, wait a right. minute. It's a whole the market out here to sell this music. You mean to tell me that I can go in with my songwriters or something, rappers too, you know, songwriters are rappers too. You know what I'm saying? Your homies or whatever that's rapping. And you got, you know what I'm saying, this music that needs to be moved. So for me, the first step was, okay, well, who's the music supervisor? Then I started learning. I said, well, it's not just music supervisors. It's coordinators. Everybody has a contact. So you email them. You cold email them in the most most professional way you can. And then that's how you start start getting your, your hands wrapped, your head wrapped around how this side of the business works. And you realize that, okay, these people pay on time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, like, okay, wait a minute. All right, they pay on time. So those are the first two people. But they're like the hottest New Age a and R. So, you know, you got to record label a and R. That's one thing. That's cool. But the music supervisors, these are the golden ones that everybody wants. So you see them at rolling on the ink credits for these shows. Those are the first people who you're going to contact. The higher up you go, with those music supervisors, the less contact you're going to have with them. The lower you go down the list, you can talk to them. The higher you go up that list, you're going to run into the front desk lady, this, that, and the third, and they're not as easy to get in contact with. So then Mm -hmm. now you want to find another way in the door, and when there's a will, there's a way, you find a way into that door through music publishers and sync licensors. you music supervisors, you got a sync licensor. Uh-huh. And any a music publisher, top three ways to get your music on TV and film. Not oh man, you know I know somebody, I know somebody, man. Those three people right there. All right, who are your top three ways
2: I'm in. All right. Thank you very much, sir. Mm-hmm. For those of you, again, you know what I'm saying. If I, <laughs> I can say the same thing, which I have, you know what I'm saying on the show. But I've never, I've never won a Grammy. So they don't take me that they, that they, they, Maybe they, I don't know if they don't believe me or what or whatever. You know, I haven't won a Grammy like you have. You know what I'm saying? So Case Book has, and he just told you all these placements and stuff that he's got going on. What he did, which was talk to the same people we've been trying to preach to y'all over here on 100 Radio. So I hope you guys are paying attention from the mouth of this guy. All right. But that's, that's the move. That's what I'm trying to get. I'm, that's what I'm trying to preach and re-preach to everybody. Hold on. Uh, let me see if Muggs is on the line. I think I think Muggs had fell off the line, but he wanted to come back on. Mugs.
4: Yes, sir. Yeah, I've been on here. I was wondering. I was like, man, I'm saying stuff. I ain't hearing nobody responding back. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> all right.
2: What? No, that's what's what's all up? good.
0: Casey
7: G. What up with you, boy? Man, what's happening, man? i I wanted to say something, man. Cause me and Muggs, man, we did a, yeah. a project
4: yeah, the there, yeah, I'm over here yelling. I'm like, hold up, man. All them critics he yelling at people he don't work with. He got them. Hey, Muggs, a Million in there too somewhere. You hear me though? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but now we connected, actually, man. I'm glad you brought up the film stuff with him, though, because that's why I brought Casey on, man, because that's his specialty, man. That's how we actually even first touched bases, was leaving the Georgia Music Day event downtown at the um, World Congress building or whatnot, man, and we touched bases on working together for a movie project, man, working, working together, putting music together for a film, man. So that's his expertise, man. That's what he do. And, you know, even something else he was saying that I want a lot of people to realize, I just was schooling some young cats on it at SAE earlier, but how you got in the door by engineering and then mm-hmm. opened up a world for him as a producer, man. So, you know what I'm saying? Producers out there that can work their board won't limit yourself to just trying to make beats for artists, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I mean? Different routes open up different doors for you, man. Those engineers – you know, they they get to see a side of these artists that a producer or another rapper or whatever won't get to see, man. They let their guard down for their engineer. You know what I mean? Man. Trusting, they trusting him with his life at that moment, man, in that studio session. So, you know what yeah. I'm saying? You got to learn, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's just all about getting in the building, man. You might not be able to walk straight through the front door, but if you get through a side window, man, do what you got to do. And Casey Graham is a prime example of that, man, and then walked away with a Grammy for it, too. So, man, look at God, you know what I mean? That is how, yeah. like, me and um, I,
7: think, I think that I, I might have mentioned this to you, Muggs, a while ago, Slade the Monster that does a lot of stuff with Lil, Lil Uzi Vert
5: and all that. Yeah,
7: yeah. We had a conversation uh, last year about that. We, I was like, man, what was when was the way that you got started? He was like, man, really, I just I just started engineering sessions. And then, really? and then Lil Uzi would be in the studio all the time on a session hour I was engineer. And one day it was like they didn't have no beats to write to. And he was like, well, man, I got some beats.
4: Yeah, man, I turn up. up. Come on, man.
7: I, you never know. Was, uh, what's the dude named uh, Burroughs that worked with uh, David Banner all the time? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Burrows, yeah. he's an engineer, but he's a producer as well, you know? And then yeah, he started bro. working with Banner, and Banner's like, well, man, I need some keys. And the next thing you man. know, you're right on there. So don't neglect. Man, come on. school and learn how to engineer and actually, you know, getting on this grind and, Going in the back door because a lot of times you can sh- you can you can shoot tracks to artists all day, but you need that face time and that relationship time with
2: artists. Right. And sometimes engineering is, is is a hot way to go to get there. All sure. right. yeah, sure. I love that. Yeah. So for all our producer engineers out there, all the producer engineers out there, you guys take heed to what he just said. There's a couple of things that they just dropped, and I want to make sure it doesn't go over everybody's head. Now everybody doesn't know how to. Some of you guys are calling yourselves uh, engineers, and you're really not. You know what I'm yeah, saying? But
4: if uh, are, that's a difference, too.
2: <laughs> you know, if if you are an engineer, man, like I, like they just said, uh, I, I think that's really great advice and a really great conversation to hear because again, there's several ways to get to get around these people. You feel me? It's about getting around yeah. these people and considering yourself. Sometimes you can't walk in with with your shit in your hand, like yo, I got this, I that got this. No, sometimes you walk in and and and, and working where you're needed. And then in conversation, in passing, oh, by the way, I've got this. And a lot of times there people are go. more at that particular moment when you're doing something. Like when you're when you're doing anything, if you just think about regular life, not even just the music industry, a lot of times if you're just sitting around chopping up with somebody and then somebody brings something up and then you say, oh, I've got that. At that point, there they was go. already trying to find whatever the fuck it was anyway. And so you say you've got that. Now, if what you present them is up their alley, hey, you it.
4: are these Man, right. Said, it doesn't feel right. like you're
2: forcing, Yeah. It doesn't feel like you're forcing them to eat up there. At that point, you're not you're not they don't feel like they're giving you their time. At that point they feel mm-hmm. like you're doing them a you feel what I'm saying? There you go, there you go Everything, man. Everything's switches. You. you know yeah. what I'm saying? Great time. Like you said, and then something else
4: you touched on too, like you said, real quick for the artists that might be tuning in. If you are an artist, rapper, whatever, singer, whatnot, you writing your own lyrics, man, you are a songwriter. Always look at yourself as a songwriter first, man, the same way with a producer, man, you know what I'm saying? Think about more ways to get your music out there other than iTunes, man. There's more ways to sell and get your music to the world, man, and make money off your music than just trying to hope it's going to be number one on the billboard, man.
2: Absolutely. So um, all right, let's 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 jump back into this thing over here with uh, Case Boogie. All right, Casey. Man.
3: Yes, Case sir. You are tuned to K100 Radio Hip Hop and R&B.
2: K100, you bad K- All right. Dude. So, like I said, um, and we this this has been a really good dynamic mix of of topics that we've had tonight. By the way, man, we've covered a lot over here, man. I'm so glad that we had a chance to chop it up with uh, about the publishing and we talked it up about managers and placements and all kind of good stuff and leasing uh I saw also real quick though uh 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 case boogie that you do have uh mm-hmm. on your website um, uh which is uh case dot com go and check it out mm-hmm. that you do that you do have beats available uh that people can mm-hmm. download and get whatever what's the what's the going rate for a, a case boogie beat from an independent artist you know what I'm saying what do you do this what do you feel about the whole uh, environment of Leasing tracks out or, you know, uh, stuff like that. We talked about that earlier, but I don't think he was on the line at that moment. Right, but well, I but I you got on the line because
7: I know for, who else? Will, Will, Will the Fool was on earlier, and then Corey Moe was on before that. And I, I had another call I was on, so I really wish I was going to be on for that one. Um, My thing is with leasing is when you're unknown, just make sure that that contract that you have on your lease, you know what I'm saying? Like your purchase leasing is right. is set in stone how you want it because it's gonna be it's gonna become a time where when you want to level up that the leasing thing will really tie you up. You know what I'm saying? You'll have the the people that you might have leased the same beat a thousand times, and you know what I'm saying? You got a great leasing business going on, and then you want to turn around and sell that beat to somebody that's gonna really take it out of here. You you. Kinda gotta have your ducks in a row and figure out, or you, you know what I'm saying? Set a couple beats aside and say, "Hey, I'm just gonna lease these beats. These are lease beats only. Leave them over there, and the rest of the stuff is gonna be made for shopping elsewhere." So don't yes, mix sir. up your lease beats with the stuff you're gonna do for film. Don't mix up your lease beats with the stuff that you're gonna shop to the actual artist who's gonna pay for it. And then okay, some you know what I'm saying? Because leasing, man, it. It causes a nightmare when it comes to copyright. It really do. You know what I'm saying? So make sure that contract that you have in there is straight. And if you're going to lease, because sometimes I do lease, I lease on the back end. And I don't lease for like $25, I'll lease for like 300 Okay. You know okay. what I mean? If right,
2: right, right, you I, want me to break it down, I'm breaking down. You know? <laughs> Man, break it down, down. Break it down, down, Okay. What, what, but I want to ask him about the Grammy stuff. If you, want to know those actual, if you want to know those actual prices and you want to get with Case uh, Boogie... Oh, well yeah,
4: well, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Caseboogieatl.com. Case, caseboogieatl.com. Go over there. He got services. On the services tab, click that. Get you a quote. And matter of fact, while I'm over here talking about his website, he's got something very, very a, a technical, a technical part that he's got to here that I've got to mention for, all, for everybody who's interested. He's got... Uh, 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 they do mastering over there. And um, mm. when, when you're mastering a track... Uh, On his website it says Step number one, audio file must have 3 dB of headroom to master Number two, audio file Must have 3 dB of headroom to master Number three The fucking audio file must have 3 dB of headroom to master And fourth and lastly, don't miss this part The audio file Must have Of headroom to fucking master Those are his four requirements Tell me why is that so important Can, can Can you just really jump into that real quick for the artists and the producers Why is that so important You, you do mastering services Why is that so important Can you just tell everybody what that is Real quick
7: Because I mean uh, To keep it simple The beat you know When the levels are hitting That zero area You know that, that red that you see On whatever it is you make You don't want to have it Just constantly sitting at that red Because so your kick drum It's not going to hit as hard as you want you think it's hitting hard Because it's loud but it has to have room to go from the yellow to the red or from the green to the red. It's a simple, it's, it's physics, it's a little scientific, but I mean, for me I study under I mean, uh, like three master engineers now. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. To learn this sitting under them, right. learning, asking, taking notes and all this stuff. So the beat the kick drum with, with you know, and hip hop and rap and whatever you want, it just gotta have a place to hit. It's gotta go somewhere. If you don't have nowhere for it to go, It's just going to be loud. It ain't going to bang in the club like you want it to. So prime example would be Trap 808s is out here now where it's like, man, it's got some lows in it, but it ain't hitting the way I wanted it to hit. That's because it's too loud already. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Uh For all the producers out there that's listening, if you're going to get somebody to master it, whether it's in the bedroom or whether it's in an actual mastering house facility, just give them that headroom because they're going to make it loud anyway. But you got to give them that headroom to work on it and do some surgery to your joint before, it, you know what I'm saying, before they turn it up.
2: Also something that I've said a thousand times on K100 Radio, but when a Grammy Award winning producer and mix engineer says it, maybe you'll listen. Man, come on now. Come on now. Hold on real quick. Uh, give me, let me pause real quick. Let me check and see if this is DJ Monte. Uh, DJ Monte, this you, bro? 803.
7: Nah, this is Dick James, bro.
2: Oh, Dick James. Oh, st- uh, stand by. What, you have a question?
5: Just signing in. You sent me the link, so I figured I'd check in with y'all tonight. Oh, Okay.
4: Man, All right. We appreciate Thanks. you tuning in, bro. Yes, sir. It's-
2: Absolutely, oh, man. Yep. Thank you for uh, thank you for calling in, uh, tuning in, and checking us out. All right. So let me jump back over here to Case Boogie. All right, Case Boogie. One last mm-hmm. thing I want to get, I want to, I want to, I want to uh, address with you, bro, is about the mm-hmm. Grammys. Now, now mm-hmm. tell everybody. Tell everybody again uh the, the the record uh that you've got the Grammy award for if you don't mind real quick. Yeah,
7: so it was it was for Jamie Foxx blaming on the alcohol. That's what I got it. For. All right. All
2: right. All right. What, what 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 role did you play on everything? You know how, how what role did you play on the record?
7: My role that I played on that record was I was engineering. I man I knew the record was a hit before it came out. We knew it was a hit. When I heard it for the first time, it was halfway done. And so I was—I was basically an engineer and an editor. I had only been in the game for two years, didn't know much of much about anything about the business, you know what I'm saying? But right. I knew—I heard it. I was like, yeah, that's—that's. That's. I was
3: mm-hmm. glad to yes, be a part, right. a, a part
7: of it. I followed everything before right. before Jamie even got on it. It was other people that wanted that record, you know what I mean? It was a lot of other people that wanted it. It went through a lot of hands.
2: So, mm. yeah, man. Right. Mm. So, so you got you uh, you hit him up. You got the, you got the award. Now, mm. there's there's the, me, of course. Like I said earlier, me and me and we we've, we've been on a on a crusade to try to recruit more, um, more more of us. No, you know, I haven't
4: been on him about yeah.
2: it. Yeah, about, about, about getting more of us involved in the actual Grammy process, becoming members of the Recording Academy and all that, and actually shaping the narrative. You feel me? Instead of just trying to, you know. Yeah trash it, trash it, trash it so much. And I'm, yeah. I I can tell you, I'm guilty of it myself. I myself used to talk a lot of shit about the Grammy Awards until I actually met somebody, you know, and they was like, listen, why don't you just try to be a, you're you well qualified. You're pretty sure you can get in. I tried, they accepted me. And now for the past, this is my fourth year, I've been voting on the awards myself, you know. And I always, I always vote, uh you know, in the producers' categories, uh hip hop and um R&D. And of course, the main one, song of the year, uh, album of the year, and all that, right? So let me ask you this. You, you, I'm pretty sure you're familiar with the process. What, what, do you, what do you think it would take to get more producers, artists, just qualified, well-qualified black people, black music professionals, to get involved with the process and stop all this damn complaining they do every year the Grammys come out? What do you think? What do you think we can do with this?
7: I mean, I, you know what, let me say this, because I, I don't know how people listening. Uh, the recording you gotta, you gotta look at it as more than just a place to vote for the Grammy It's like a it's a fraternity that you can you can get involved with I call it a fraternity or whatever you would call it some type of you know type of common union that you can get involved with that you can build so many great the relationships that you want to build they're there right so if, right. even if you move voting out of the way. The usefulness of the Recording Academy is there for the networking of getting from point A to point B, and point B is being that place that you always wanted to get to because everybody who you kind of want to talk to is either in the Atlanta chapter, L.A. chapter, Nashville chapter, New York chapter, they're there. And all you have to do is utilize it and go to the event. It's the same thing as if you were a member of ASCAP or BMI and you went to their event. Now, the added benefit is now that you can submit your stuff to get voted on for the Grammy. And that's the plus. That's the icing on the top. The awards is the icing. It's the networking, the close-off networking and the exclusive networking that you get in the Recording Academy that makes it so sweet. You know what I'm saying? So exactly. to get us right. with the Recording Academy, I thought I would just throw that out there because, it, you know what I'm saying, it's... You can network at a lot of events, but you kind of go through a lot of BS at, you know, public events. When you get right. into these industries that are closed off, you get to see some of the movies and shakers. And I think that's what a lot of producers and songwriters that may, may be on this line need to need to understand. Just get involved with the communities that you're in, whether it be CSAC, ASCAP, the Recording Academy, BMI, you know, you name it. Get to those exclusive events and, and start networking there. That's the That's the true benefit of it. The awards is icing on top. And if you're mad about the awards, well, then just become a voting member. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and right. get it, and, and You know?
2: Yeah. All that all that stuff that we, we've been saying, we've been preaching. I mean, you know, me and Muggs, uh, yes, I, I think it's a background noise, but I got you. I, I think you got it cleared up. Yeah, that so no, uh, good. Yeah,
4: yeah, that was my bad. I should have hit mute.
2: Right. So, um, so you know everything that Case Boogie just said is just like so important, man. You feel me? In the grand scheme of things, it's one of the one of the reasons that once I became a member of the Recording Academy, I've made it kind of like my mission. You feel what I'm saying? To 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 to, to, to try to help and spread the word to other music professionals. And the thing is, it's people that's listening probably right now, Instagram, right now on Facebook, who probably can be who probably can qualify, and, and they just have it. And they're like, oh, well, you got to pay a membership fee. The shit is like the price of a pair of sneakers, fam. A year. Yeah. Right. Per, yeah, per that's price. it. That's just, it. Like, it, to me, it's just completely crazy that people are using the price of all things. The price and, and look,
4: of... And, and man, it's, I, I, it's, I, wanna talk, some, I want to give people some...
2: That's crazy. Real quick, I want to give people
4: some inside info, too, real quick. You know what I'm saying? And I should be good to put this out there because it was in the, it was a year ago in the process, but... I was on the membership committee down there in Atlanta, and I remember going to one of the membership meetings and some of the people that we had recently got signed up for as members. This was in 2016 now. Guess who popped up on that list as recent members that just got signed up? The Migos. And now here they right. are, boom, this year, and you wonder why they was nominated. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because they got a part of the process, and they made sure that they was able to be in a position to submit their own music, vote for, spread the word around to they peoples, and thus you see them nominated for Grammys now, you know what I'm saying? So, that's how it works, man. You know what I mean? like exactly. True factuals that I saw in black and white, the year after they, I just seen them on the membership list as new members, and the year after they sign up as members, bro, they nominated for Grammys, man. Just like Period. That.
2: It's, it's very simple. Hold just on a like second, fellas. Let me see if this is DJ Monte. 443-754. Uh, 4, 4, this is Monte?
7: Yeah, 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 what it is, what it is, bro There you, what's
2: go, going on, bro? There you go, there you
6: it's go This is your boy right, Don yeah. Diesel This is your boy Don
4: Diesel calling in from Baltimore City, man What it is
2: Oh, what's going on, I thought it was DJ oh, Monte. Okay.
4: Well, no, that ain't Monte. Yeah, no, that ain't Diesel Monte. man Who
6: this is who check, it, who is it, Checking in, though, bro checking checkin in. This is Don Diesel, bro Don Diesel, uh, entertain, entertainer, artist, you feel me CEO, local non-profit owner, you feel me Baltimore City oh. in the building
2: all right, Baltimore in the building, man. You guys are going through some of that, man, with that public transportation shutting down. Sheesh, what in the hell? Yeah,
6: man, it's a it's That's a crazy. lot. It's a lot going on in the city. You feel me? You know they were shutting down the schools for a while. They couldn't get the heat on for real, man. It's a lot of crazy, crazy stuff in the infrastructure going on around here. That's crazy, man. I appreciate
2: you checking in. Did you have a question for Case Boogie, real quick, since you're on the line?
6: Yeah, 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 I did want to ask um a quick question that's pertaining to what y'all was talking about. First off, definitely congratulations on all y'all's success in the game so far and, um you know, all the good work that y'all doing. But pertaining to the, the thing that you were just speaking on as far as, like, you know, us putting ourselves in positions to actually get on uh, those committees and things like that, do you think um, going through, like, agencies to this point, uh, would be, like, null and, null and void and just to just do things more independently or to still kind of play with those, like, promotional companies that can more or less be doubled as consulting agencies that can get you in those different places as, as well on your own? Like, what do you think is the best way to go about that?
7: Well, let me right. ask uh, before you, uh, agency. What do you mean by agency? What are you talking about, music promotion or... Well, uh, like
6: they have like they have like two different types that I'm speaking on specifically. Like I'm speaking, of course, they have the the, the music promotion companies that you know can be like blogs, and they have five or six different uh, uh, profiles that tweet your music out. But I also mean like consultant agencies or talent agencies that you know have opportunities where they can get you bookings and get you in like BET award shows and things like that. Like to the point of um. Yeah. Like to the point of, is that something that you think is something that we just buying into just to get into that system or you think that we can do that independently as well to get in those places without actually selling all that music to get in those places. You know what I mean? That's basically what I'm saying.
7: Okay. And last question. Do you have
6: an artist? Yes, yeah, so I'm an artist myself and I also have um, artists that I'm affiliated with as well. I sent some music down to K1 100 before and I, uh, had a, a music session that I sent my music as well to uh, the music music mag. Um, what is it? Making the mag, um, yeah, music mag, making the mag. Yeah, the making the mag. Uh, it was like a listening session, and they played some of my music down there. So I got a lot of feedback from a few people down there as well. Bliz from K one hundred and you know a few okay. different people. So yeah, I'm an artist, and I have affiliate artists as well. Okay, okay.
7: all right. So,
1: uh,
7: if y'all don't mind, Muggs, let me uh, let me uh, let me answer this question because uh, I have an artist myself. And I actually have a team, man. It's been a long time uh, uh, coming for me to actually have a, a, my own artist and actually have a nice A-list team behind them. So um, when it comes to, like, online promotion and things like that, dealing with the blog, I just, let me keep it clear, because I've, I've had, I'm on artist number 13, you know what I'm saying? And finally, just learning the science behind all of this through all the technology changes and everything like that, through the blog age, the blog age is gone. So if somebody comes tell you telling talking about something, they can get stuff on the blogs. Let me be clear that blogs only will account for a maximum of 13% of your overall traffic. That's not in terms of conversions to sales. You're talking about 13% of all of the traffic that will come to see you will be coming in from blogs into your social media sites, into your websites, whatever you have. So, the online promotional people that say they can get you the the you know the exposure you need is a lot of times it's a scam. Now it used to be cool back in the day. I think what was, what was that DJ Pools like Green
2: Tracks or something like that? Green. Oh, green tracks. Green tracks is, yeah, Green, but Green. I don't even know. I mean, I don't want to. I don't know who's listening to whatever, but I mean, Green Tracks oh. is totally. What that was, what is that now? Now we have there are there are some effective DJ Pools now, and I can attest and tell you yeah. that as a program. <laughs> There are some that are good, but not that that one is completely fell off to me. Like, yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> And the
7: thing is, like, it's, a D, it's certain DJ pools that you want to you want to verify the pool first, and you want to verify that if they're going to send this stuff. First of all, I wouldn't even deal with this, the mass email stuff. I would go directly to the DJ pool that I know would get it directly to the DJs. Right, that's one outlet. if we're talking about Strictly, you know, DJ mailers and online promotion, that's one way. Now, the agent, and, and and I'll answer the second part of your question when it comes to getting shows. Uh, if you're doing it, you're coming out of Baltimore, you're doing it on a local level, right, You, there's, there's, there's some things that artists need to be aware of. You have what is called a talent buyer, and you have a booking agent. Talent buyers are the people that buy talent for the venue or the venue talent buyers themselves. They actually work at the venue and they go out and they look for talent that can actually come into their venue to do a show, right? If you do a great show, then the talent buyer may refer you to a booking agent. That booking agent charges a fee, kind of like a management fee on top of the booking price. Two different things, but these people get you booked. You do great shows and you go from the talent buyer to the booking agent to an agency, just like that. So if you're going from a hundred dollars a show, and then you're going to jump to a thousand dollars a show, by the time you get to the agent, you're probably running at seventy-five hundred to twelve thousand five hundred entry level on the agent. That's how it goes. Talent buyer, booking agent, agent, talent buyer, booking agent, agent. So that's how that's how the show world works, like that. Hope I answered. Right. Uh, hope, hope I answer.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
6: It's pretty, 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 uh, comprehensive, man. I was basically just looking for that insight. Um, basically what you're saying is to go at the talent buyers directly first, you know, and instead of trying to, you know, climb up that ladder. But at the same time I, I've been reached out to you from some booking agencies because my music was on different platforms and, you know, I had fans in different continents and, um, Entertainment. The night follows me. You know a lot of different things. Labels have reached out, so I don't know. Maybe the agency level is something that I might have skipped and jumped the level. But I see what you're saying. Like try to go directly to the talent buyers because those are the ones that will get you paid for the shows and actually get you in with the booking agents and up to that level. I see what you're saying.
7: Yeah. So I mean, I mean, I think it's, it's all customary. You know what I'm saying. So I don't want to. I don't want to say your situation would tailor fit that. Mm-hmm. But it's all customary. You may you may already do a thousand or thirty five hundred or five thousand a show. I don't I don't know what your base calls for, but either way, if the booking agent or the agency feels that they can get you a show and they they have seen your show, they liked your show, and they feel that they can get the money that they can get for you, then go for it. As long as you feel like they're working for you, and you can pick up the phone, and get them on the phone, then to do it, I do it. You know?
6: Appreciate that, definitely, man. I appreciate that, bro. Definitely, good, good, good insight, man. Like I said, thanks a lot, uh, Corey Mo. Willow a fool shout out to all y'all, DJ Monte if ain't Colin, yeah, Casey Graham. Yeah, man. I definitely, definitely uh, give good, good information to the people, man. Tell my man Blizzom, I said what it is too, bro. Absolutely,
5: man. All Thank right. you for
2: calling. Appreciate it. All right. Well, I appreciate your expertise on that, and uh, that was a great answer. I couldn't, I couldn't said it any better myself. And again, sounds yes, no, better. with the agree. Right?
5: Yeah. yeah exactly.
2: <laughs> we can tell y'all, you know what I'm saying? It's kind of like how you, you know, your mama may tell you something, but then, you know, you don't believe it. Yeah. Mom, like, yeah. somebody go out and speak, they tell you, you be like, a word? real, bro? Uh-huh. Yeah. Bro. Same thing mama just told
5: you.
7: <laughs> mama told you to make
2: shit. That's kind of how, but we love, our, we love our artists and we love everybody that's over here checking us out at K100 Radio. We really appreciate everybody who's been rocking with us for this whole um, segment, man. It's really been great uh this uh, a music industry conference call uh with our guest. Uh we um DJ Monte hit me on IG a minute ago and he was somewhere where he couldn't get the get on the call but he hit me up. Um and he just hit me up on the IG so hopefully we can still get him the call and we still got a couple of minutes. So hopefully we can still get him on the line. Uh but you know either, either either way it was so much information that was given out. Like I'm good right now. You know what I'm saying? 'Cause give it between yeah. food Oh, Casey, Case Boogie, man, it was like some real jewels given out and plenty of games, so it was definitely a success. Um, anything you want to close out with, Case Boogie, before we go, bro?
7: Um, man, uh, yeah, so my artist, man, you can check her out. She's like a uh, uh, – she sings jazz, but she's over – she sings over lo-fi and, like, current-day indie R&B-style music. She goes by the name of Baby Rose. You can follow her at uh, Baby Rose Music on Instagram or go to BabyRoseMusic.com. dot com. Me, I am Case Boogie. You can find me at Case Boogie ATL dot com on Instagram, Case Boogie ATL on Twitter and Facebook, Case Boogie ATL. Can't miss it. Case Boogie ATL. So
2: yeah, all right, man. Make you hit him up, man. And I, I mean. I, I I haven't had a chance like Mugs to work with you, but I would definitely definitely myself just love to uh at some point get up with you man and uh, chop it up because we haven't phys- physically met. But I'm I'm glad to have you on the broadcast on this show. I appreciate you taking the time out and um like I said, I definitely like to you know I may hit you up myself. You just giving out this contact information. I may be the one to hit you up like yo let's let's. Let's chop it up. You feel me? Cause uh, yeah, yes,
7: sir. Hit me up, man. My line is open, man. So, you know, anybody that's on the line, notifications. locations, they'll be, they'll be coming through my phone or emails, uh, you know. Hit me up.
4: Oh, email.
2: That's... Info at BoogieATL. But so, yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: yeah. Info at – right, and, 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 man, you know, just vouching for working with him personally, man, you would never think that this was a Grammy-winning, super, you know, successful – type of engineer producer that he is, man. Super humble chuck, down to earth, man. Super creative genius, man. Like I got a number of love and respect for you, Casey Book. You already know, bro. We just down, man. you my guy so look.
1: Appreciate you, you know, for so joining in, man, and dropping jewels on the people, man.
7: Man, ain't no thing. Ain't no thing. Absolutely, bro. Really appreciate it.
2: Alright. Hey one hundred radio. <laughs>
7: You are tuned into K100
3: Radio, Hip-Hop, and R&B.
2: We normally have only like three people on the Music Industry Conference call. Anyway, I thought we were pushing it with four. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, it worked
4: out, man, because it, cause it worked, worked, worked out, out you know, early. Yeah, Corey yeah. moved early and filled that void in right quick, so it all worked out, man.
2: That was cool. I thought we was pushing to trying to do the four anyway, but you know what I'm saying. But at least DJ a uh, DJ Monte hit me and he told me what was up and he was like, "Man, it was, yeah, it, was, it came up." So I was like, "I can't be mad at what he just told me on the Instagram." So he was like, "Okay, you know what I'm saying." But I, he'll make it to me. He's a solid dude. I fuck. With you, you, know what I'm saying? So, uh, you know, I believe every word he just hit me up about. It. But anyway, we'll get him, we'll, We may have to get a one on one with him at another time or something like that. But anyway, oh, we had yeah. a lot of info that was passed out tonight. Uh, we we're running up on the end of the show, end of the segment. We only got about 15 minutes scheduled left anyway. Uh, but uh, a lot of things that were, that that went over. But um, if you missed any parts of this, all right, I'm trying to tell you, man, again, Major Jewels was given out. Of course, you know, we're going to post this on our YouTube page. We're going to post this on our SoundCloud page. It'll be up within 24 hours on both of them. Or you can go to the Facebook page and, and look at it from there. You feel me? You see some of the comments and some of the feedback. You feel what I'm saying? Either way it goes. You know, we we don't we 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 leave the content up so you can have it because again, this particular segment that we do with the music industry conference Call is all about learning. Some people have conference calls and it's all about just talking to the guests and just just learning about their music or what you know about them. Per, but for us, we use these as like teaching moments. Every, every time we do one of these, the goal is for you to learn something if you listen listen in. And I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure one of these guys had something that uh, you can learn from. You no. Know, some, some, some serious lessons. Um, like I said with Corey Mo, I think the most significant thing he said is he had a he had a lawyer before. He had a manager, a publicist or anything early on. And that was a great way, a great reason for his success. Uh, will of fool uh, about working with artists beforehand and, and actually loving what it is that you do. Cause it's going to be a bumpy road. and If you want to love this shit, it won't seem so hard and so long because you're going to do it any fucking way for free. And then just sit back be patient and shit will come to you. And um all of the licensing information that case, that uh, Case Boogie gave out is just shit you pay for when you go to panels at music festivals. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like that's shit you pay for to get on you know here. You know what I'm saying? Like like that that shit right there. You feel me? So I definitely um felt like all three of the guests that uh, did uh, check in. were great. Anything you wanna add, Muzz, before we get ready to shut this one down?
4: Oh, uh, man, speaking of panels, man, I'm gonna just figure back off of that, man. If you're in the Nashville area, I got a panel coming up. This Saturday, February seventeenth, starting at twelve p.m. Um, at the SAE Institute downtown Music Row, right there. There's a, um, I'm actually about to be. I got like three seats left, three to three to four seats left. Maybe my RSVP's been coming in. I'm almost shut down. But if you wanna sneak your RSVP in there, if you're in the Nashville area, um, the mic info at gmail.com. T h e m i c c info at gmail.com. I got about four seats left doing a panel on making money behind the scenes in the music industry. So basically kind of covering some of this same stuff, man, music licensing, the importance of PROs and performance royalties and and stuff like that, man. going we'll to be talking about production and engineering. Some of this same stuff we just covered, man. So if you're in that Nashville area, you come check me out live and direct with that. And um, other than that, man, you know, everything that was said, you know, like you said, man, we're here to educate the people, man. You know, I feel like by educating them and motivating them, we can elevate them You know what I'm saying That's the only way We're going to be able to take The industry to the next level Is the independence And underground artists Man we got to educate ourselves You know what I'm saying yep. And something that You know I keep You know Keep hearing Corey Moe saying And I'm kind of I feel like that myself at times You know what I'm saying Blizzard I'm sure you can relate too But I'm old school You know what I'm saying And so Right Believe it or not Some of those old school ways Man y'all new cats Need to get up on As far as structure And business tactics, man, you know what I'm saying? I think that's something that really slipped away, like you said, Kelby said, the generational breakdown is, you know, our generation, man, we come from doing this for real. You know what I'm saying? we was young and first getting into it, you know, you had to go pay for real studio time. Your partner's not been having a studio. Back when I first cut my first record, you know what I'm saying, we was recording on 8-day. You know what I'm saying? You had to record at real studios. You know what I mean? So you had to have – your stuff together, man It had to actually be about this business You know what I'm saying It is a business And especially us ones That got a little older We got families and stuff now We don't have time to play with it You know what I'm saying So, you know If you're in this And you playing with it Man, just try to move around Out of the people way Who really doing this for real, man You know what I'm saying that, That's my little key That I just want to throw out there to people Man, if you playing with it And play with it somewhere else You know what I'm saying Don't play with it in the areas where people yeah. are doing this for real, lit, man. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. Keep the play stuff where players, where you, you know what I mean. You just play over there, you know. And then to your guy be tuned in on the just ask the question, man. My guy that was just in, on there from Baltimore, man. You know, we're in a day and age now, man, where it's about direct to consumer and direct connections and affiliations with people. You know what I'm saying. So, you know, yeah. the, the the libraries and the agencies and, and all of that's cool, man. You know what I'm saying? You have to always think about the end of the day, especially when you're doing stuff online, the World Wide Web. There's a lot of hustles out there. You know, people find a way to send you an email and say, hey, I found your music and checked you out. I had people email me about stuff like that, and I'm like, okay, where I meet you at? And they can't even tell you a venue or tell you, you know what I'm saying, what, what song that you like the best on. You're talking about you heard my music. What was your favorite song on the mixtape? So, you know, you got to yep. know how to pick these people and make sure they ain't just picking you. You see what I'm saying? Because there's a lot of hustles going on. Everybody is an A&R now. Everybody got a label, and everybody got affiliations to this and affiliations to that. But, you know what I'm saying, one small and lesser key advice, if anybody charging you uh, such and such A&R or talent agency or whatever, and they charging you to listen to your music, come on, bro. You being hustled, dog.
2: First A&R of all, A A&R, and Rs are not A A&R, real A and Rs for major labels are not online soliciting no, people.
4: They're people. not doing it. They're not doing that's it, man. We done have A on that's here from labels common telling us that.
2: Yeah. That's that's common that's common sense shit. You feel what I'm saying? That we yeah. just know. Now, at this point at this point in two thousand eighteen we should just know. But here's the thing about uh, here's the thing. And people be like, How how can you fall for the scam? Let me tell y'all something, man. Everybody likes to talk shit about, you know, how can you fall for this scam and that scam? But I'm going to break something down to you. This every People, just like you're getting older, new people are born every day, every second.
4: Hey, be, every so, day.
2: Even though we live in the age of Google, you're still going to have some 16, 17, 18-year-old kid who's, who's just now getting their feet wet, or a 19-year-old person, or somebody, maybe even 20, who just really started deciding to, to, to pursue music, who really just don't know. Even though you've got, Even though the information is out there in Google, you can't just pick up yeah. Google and say, hey, Make me a music industry guru No You still got to yeah. know Where it yeah. forms to rock with What shit that yeah. you read On the internet Is actually wrong And not factual yeah. You feel You have to decipher all of this shit fam You feel me So you can't that's just say tough. Well just google everything And that's the answer Just cause we got google now You feel what I'm saying We had books back nah. in the day A lot of motherfuckers Yes sir
4: had to, had to go read you know, them man?
2: Had to open them up And read them Yes part. sir Yeah So, so the, 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 the main thing that When we'll we do in this particular segment Is to just give you and, and and again, people people take information and soak it in, I don't know why, from people, better from people who they feel like have already done it for real, who've already reached the level of which is why we do the music industry conference call, so then we can sit here and tell you the same thing, but you know Blizzard hasn't won a Grammy. I've, I've done a lot, I've accomplished a lot, haven't won a Grammy. I vote for a Grammy, haven't won a Grammy. Well, we can bring a guy over here that's won a Grammy. Ask him the question. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. Let that's where it same answer that I gave you already, already on one of the other episodes. He just gave you the answer. Maybe you'll digest it. Maybe you'll understand it. Maybe you'll believe it more. You shouldn't. You can research me just like you could research him. You feel me? But the whole point of us doing these shows is because there's always a new crop and new breed of people. You feel me? And then yeah. there's always people here that are just passing out false information. And you may think you yeah. really know some shit. You really don't. So we try to make sure that all the accurate information is given out to the people on this particular platform. You feel me? And that's what this particular segment is all about with the MICC. So I appreciate everybody for uh, checking out this particular uh, segment with the producers again. If you missed any parts of this, check it out on our SoundCloud or our YouTube channel. Subscribe. The least you can fucking do. If you, if you sat here and soaked up all this free game,
3: come on the, now. Fuck,
2: the least you could do is go like our YouTube channel, subscribe to our YouTube channel, you feel me, and follow our SoundCloud. I mean, watch. That's the least you could fucking do for us, fam. I mean, you could do more. But, I mean, the least you could do for all this, I mean, it still costs us money for all these computers and all this internet shit to work, motherfucker. None of this shit is free. You know what I'm saying? So the least you could do was support us and tell a friend about it or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Maybe generate some eyes our way, which in turn could generate uh, more advertisers or opportunities for us to uh, monetize what it is that we do over here at K100 Radio. So don't soak up all our free game and then don't least like our fucking YouTube channel on there. Man, you know what I'm go
4: find your boy on IG, man. Find me on Instagram at yeah. M-U-G-S underscore a million. I'm trying to get yeah. my numbers up. M-U-G-S underscore a million. And we got an actual The Mike page. You can go like, you know what I mean? I'm trying to get more people in tune to the actual Mic page so I can start throwing out more games and doing some live videos and all that. So just find The Mic, M-I-C-C, just the way it is, T-H-E-M-I-C-C. Find The Mike on Facebook. Like that, stay tuned for info and find your boy Mugs A Million on Instagram, M U G S underscore a million.
2: Just like that. Samara Bubble says she's gonna be how far is Knoxville away from Nashville? Uh
4: she got like two and a half hours, three. You know what I mean? Come on, let me. It's gonna be worth the trip. We're giving away a million dollars worth of game for free.
2: She said she's gonna be in um uh, uh Knoxville all weekend in the songwriting session and she may come up and holler for the mic segment. So she just hey, say that over. Okay. doing
4: songwriting session, tell her, get at me for that, too. I'm, hey, the right hook. Let's do that. But, yeah, <laughs> if she comes through, holler at your boy, boy. All right. I'll appreciate everybody. sneaking through the back, though. But, yeah, man, we appreciate everybody tuning in. And, again, man, everybody caught the segment earlier, man. Appreciate y'all, man, lifting my moms up in prayers and, and all of that good stuff, too, man. And uh, all my ATL people, man, all my Grammy ATL people down that way, um, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to miss no names. I ain't gonna shout none out, but all my Atlanta chapter Grammy people, you know what I'm saying, my dynamic producer fam. Uh all my producers down that way I connected with my home, girl Rochelle, high sixteen, all the artists I done connected with. Blizzard, man. Hey, Blizzard, man, this boy here, he named the radio station the right thing. The dude is one hundred, you know what I'm saying? Like for real talk. And, you know, kinda of like we touched on earlier, man, it's about where you meet people, networking. Casey said, Join the Grammy so you can network on a different level. That's how y'all got the M.I.C.C. right now. It's because of a Grammy event that he showed up at, that I showed up at. We ended right. up together, and now we got the mic. You know what I'm saying? K100 Radio, man, just like that.
2: Absolutely, man. All right, appreciate everybody for rocking with us.
4: Yeah. Yes, sir, man. Okay. Good, good good, deal, man. Y'all hold it down out there, man. ATL Nashville, I'm back. Holler at your boy. We in here. Yes, sir.
2: We up against the clock right now. It's coming up on 10 o'clock, so I appreciate everybody for rocking with us. Please hang around. Download our mobile app and check out the music, man. Rock with the music. I mean, yeah, I mean, like like I hear y'all complaining all the time about, uh, you know, the rotation on FM and blah, 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 and all that kind of stuff. And I'm just like, have you ever checked out the rotation over on Cable 100 Radio? Rock with it. I mean, you're going to hear some stuff you ain't never heard, obviously. We specialize in independent music, and we play the music that you haven't, you know, uh, heard, but we play some of the hits and some of the stuff that you're familiar with too as well. So check us out. You know what I'm saying? You know, throw the app on, throw it on your Bluetooth or whatever. When you at the gym working out, and when you just riding around, you want to try something different. You know what I'm saying? Get our app. It's free. Uh, it's, it's we got it for the iPhone and the uh, um and the uh, Android. All right, and uh, plays in the background. You feel what I'm saying? Doesn't eat up a shitload of data. You know what I mean? Or if you are a TuneIn Radio user, uh, by all means, rock with us over there on TuneIn Radio. Uh, because we're at, just type in K100 Radio. Always put the dash. It's easier for us to find. We'll come right up to the top. Just put in K-100 if you put the dash in there, we'll show up on every platform, YouTube SoundCloud, whatever, just put the K-100 radio the way it's literally spelt and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll be able to, um, you'll be able to find us really easy, so I appreciate everybody for working with us, man, this was a great M-I-C-C uh, music Industry conference call tomorrow
1: oh my bad, I forgot to turn off the, um,
2: that. tomorrow, we got some direct line interviews coming up, so from 5 to 7 we got two more hours on K-100 radio tomorrow Five to seven, we got direct line interviews. We got one coming up at seven o'clock with Seven A Done Done, and then at, uh, at, at five o'clock with Seven A Done Done. Five thirty Voorhees, uh, those are two artists, and then we got two authors. Uh, the homie Laylo just wrote a new book, and then uh, DJ Sunflower, homegirl DJ Sunflower, she just wrote a new book about domestic abuse. Those guys are coming up at six and six thirty. So tomorrow from five to five to seven, all right, we got a whole round of direct line interviews. I hope you guys can tune in, check out some of this music. Check out some of uh, what these uh, authors have to say about their books and their personal experiences. That's tomorrow, right here on the same Facebook channel, same IG channel. All right, or you can listen to it on the mobile app on K100 Radio. I appreciate everybody for rocking with us, man. We out of here. You are tuned to K100 Radio, Hip Hop and
3: R&B. The hottest Hip Hop and R&B mixes on K100 Radio. <laughs>
0: I go by the name of Mike Sloan. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm from Miami, Florida, uh-huh. and I just signed the Slippers Slide Record. Yeah. You know, we putting on for Dade County, right. Ryde County, Punk County, Tallyhatton, Fort yeah. Pierce, Beggle, Clueston, Radisson, from the Panhandle to Key West, M.I.A.F.L.A. Well, yeah, up. the inmates running the compound now, nigga. Oh, yeah. So say I'm all in, let's get it, nigga. we gon' gonna take it back to that gutter shit. Yeah. That pain, see that struggle, shit, cause I ain't really afraid all that other shit. Young savage, slipping side, found family in the streets, robbing the penitentiary, penny. diving the penitentiary. Dirty clothes on my floor, dirty dishes in my kitchen. Man one in my lungs, brown looking in my kitchen. The good die young, shit, sure, that what we were told, so we believe we can do anything. But grow old, so we start living life like tomorrow ain't for sure. Every nigga I know was robbing and selling dope. I was sitting in my math class and I was dead broke, so I dropped. Out of school and started kicking in toes. I was influenced by my surroundings. When my whole damn environment was full of nothing but drugs and violence. Certified so shepherds, we were slinging them hammers. We was really out here in taking our freedom for granted. They started logging niggas up, and we found out the hard way. Looking at the one to see them boys in the driveway Kicking in your door with a restaurants and search ones with gloves on, lookin' for the cocaine and fire oh. Nobody told us about this part, dawg. They only told us about the rims in the big cars, dawg. Oh. Only told us about the money in the holes, dawg. They ain't tell us about going up the road, no. And they ain't tell us by these cold ass sales, nasty ass food, head count you can't even sleep how you want to, six beds, for eighty-nine niggas in the same room, making niggas find that soon, who really your doom. And they ain't tell us about in courtrooms, you shackle down, looking all in the crowd, see you mama cry. Brother got his head down, just about to lose her mind. Baby mama looking tired, your friends nowhere around, that real pain. Since they killed my nigga Raymond, ain't been the same So much anger builds up, man, I'm still in pain I slap a pussy nigga in this shit with anything I'm talking anything And I don't through a lot of hurt And I don't walk through a lot of rain, a lot of dirt I told Touche, this rap shit got it work. Put slip and slide on my back till my body hurt And when I make it, tell Jay-Z I'm sorry to say i put a rack through my head, put 28s on my stem tray put ice in my chain, putting the grill in my mouth it ain't no disrespect, but that's just how it is in the uh, South. We weren't in these streets risking getting killed or doing biz to get all this money just to live conservative. I, mean, I want to sound like Master P them, uh, T-Double-D them, Bootsie Wayne and B-G them. I wanted to beat them. Uh, I finally got a chance to get my mama out the project. Uh, they ain't got to use no AKs uh, or no sidetracks. Uh, Watch a nigga grind and put it down on the line and uh, slip I and mean, slide for the shine. of the 19 1999. Uh, 1999, uh, 1999 uh. Uh. Leggets nineteen, yeah. I say watch a nigga grind and put it down on the line and stick the flat for the side Leggets 19, nineteen yeah. the Slip Slide Rugged, slip a slide, Mike Smith, zero five up. in my yeah yo. M I A F L A. Believe that one. Down South Dead County, Turnpike, south, exit six. Uh-huh. You finna set this bitch up
3: playing the hottest hip hop and R&B in the nation K100 radio listen to us on the TuneIn app 24/7 on the go <laughs>